Welcome to the Binge Watch Podcast, where myself and my friends will sit around and talk about the TV shows that we like, how we watch them, and more importantly, why we watch them, and we'll try to capture the natural flow of our conversations that this group of friends has been having over the course of the years. Oh, and did I mention we have drinks? Now here's Fall Into Flux from their album, From the Outside Looking In. Low end coming from me on this. Yeah, you know. dude, you sound like a tractor trailer sometimes. Yeah. Well, the, Very the, deep. I don't know how why the estrogen affects you like that, but it makes you have a really deep voice. It's all this testosterone I'm on. Hmm. Not true. Not true. All right. It's all, right. all the testes you're on. <laughs> Ron's yeah, on a lot testes. of testes. <laughs> you said testes. <laughs> Rat nuts. <laughs> the uh, so this is the binge watch podcast. Um, welcome. Welcome. Um, this Howdy. is episode eight. Is it? Is it? Already. Seven or eight. Who's counting? Seven. There's seven. Nine. Oh. It's five Somewhere online. You haven't posted this last This is episode one, seven. Lazy. That la- uh, the episode uh, eight is the hidden episode, and it's all about Paul. <laughs> all right. Which Paul? Better, I know like uh, 17 of them. Better, better call Paul. Better call Paul. Yeah. Um, so, always right. Uh, Paul, what do you have? What, what's first? Well, ho- intros. Hold on, before intros, drinks. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Cheers. 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 Salute. Hear the tingling of the ice in the glass. Oh, so we have Paul, the be- the bearded wonder, back with us. Hello. Yep. After last week's absence. Yep. Right. Absence makes the heart hey. go fonder. Little jail time never that. hurt anybody. <laughs> it was just weekend. Sometimes. <laughs> Little community you know, service. I got, that, you just, that old lady that I hit. She, sometimes she's bail, fine. the bail is just too high. You mm-hmm. got to stay in. Well, and we have Ron back on the podcast. Yeah, howdy. Have you missed one? Um, You've been here for every one of them? I think so. Hey, Ron. All eight? Hey, Ron yeah. did a, seven or well, six, however many we've had. I don't know. Maybe maybe I missed one. Hey, Ron, did a honey badger attack your legs? Yeah, look, look <laughs> how look how chewed up my legs are. This is from working in the yard in the last two two days. Good God, dude! It looks. I, like I don't you. think you're actually supposed to weed eat yourself. <laughs> uh, uh, I, the thing, the, the uh, bad thing is, I wasn't even using a weed eater. This is I was using a chainsaw and a hedge hedge. Gas-powered hedge trimmer. A chainsaw. <laughs> you look like you've been on a meth eight-week meth binge, and you've just been picking at your skin the whole time. <laughs> he's, got, he's, got, he's got the junkie shuffle going over there. Them scams are yummy. Yeah. <laughs> Full of protein. Apparently, I saw on Facebook today that picking your nose and eating it is actually good because you get exposed to some type of bacteria, something or other. So well, it's don't, all those. Don't, don't tell your kids not to pick your well, nose and eat it. So. Well, Brian, you've, you've been good for years, then. I know. No, I, that's why I still do. nose goblins. I've been waiting. <laughs> all this time for them to finally come up with uh, some type of scientific reason why I still should be doing that. Yeah. So yeah, we have a we have a uh, and they installed a bar up at work that the guys built. It's just a little mini bar for the employees with and, liquor. Uh, with uh, liquor, damn near, <laughs> near killed her. Uh, so uh, the other liquor. day I was resting my hand on the bar and it has a little lip underneath. Mm-hmm. And there was something crusty underneath it. Oh. And I think somebody wiped Oh, that's just nasty. <laughs> and I was like, I, was holding, I walked across the, apart, the department holding my thumb. I was like, thank you. 
Thank you. That is probably so the guy nasty. who was doing the uh, Jackson but Pollock in the toilets. It, it, it couldn't happen to a better guy than you. Mm-hmm. So joining in the first time on the podcast, we have Viva. Hello. All right. So greetings, welcome, Viva. She, it's Viva. 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 Okay. She promises to bring. She said a lot of controversy uh, to the uh, thing. She heard all the stuff that racist Ron was doing last week. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta represent the brownies. <laughs> that's uh, that's I, funny. I think yeah. I was more on the. Uh, Yellow spectrum. Last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, aren't you always? <laughs> yeah, and the Asian Pacifics were catching hell from Ron. All the old I'm here to speak. Not, their, not, I'm their voice not, today. Not true. I just. <laughs> I was talking about rugs last week. That's where the Oriental came from. Yes, you were. <laughs> Orientals are things, not people. Right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's what I told him. I said, Ron, a rug can be Oriental, not a person. Not like that'd be like referring to me as an Occidental. Not since 1930. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, Paul, what do you got? What's the first uh, topic? Oh, um, all right, Ron, what do you got? Paul, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you missed your one second opportunity. Hold on a second. Here we window. go. Let me, uh, oh, he's got to bring up his OneNote or whatever yeah. program he keeps all this shit on. Yeah, is it? Is he going to voice it? Is he going to announce? Don't it? do not play any fucking music. <laughs> Just a little bit. Ah, <laughs> what is that from? <laughs> that is from the A Team. A little bit of what I wanted to talk about this week is that uh, Mr. T of the A Team uh, fame. A Team was A Team ran from like I think eighty three to eighty seven. Yeah, had like a four year span during the eighties. Really, was uh-huh. it that late? Yeah, I think I think that's correct. I would have guessed more than four years though. No, it was. It didn't. It didn't uh, really Maybe have that long of, of armaments. A, it did not have that uh, long of a run. But I saw on HollywoodReporter dot com this week. That Mr. T is ready to tear down your house. Uh, Mr. T what? lands home improvement show. I pity the tool. Oh, geez. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Well, he's got to make money somehow. Well, yeah, and and uh, he's very well liked in in Hollywood. He's a. I mean, he's you know C list, but he's very well known. Everybody knows him. His catchphrases and stuff like that. Uh, Trivia: so, Where was Mr. T's first appearance? Uh, it was. Uh, he was a. a it was like a bouncer show or something like no, that. HBO yeah. did a toughest bouncer yeah, in the yeah, United yeah, yeah. States contest or something like yeah. that. And he won it, I think. Yeah, or he was he was one I of never the knew main, that. Main mm-hmm. people in it. I'm sorry, I'm decent people. I make it my business. <laughs> <laughs> I love Mr. T. Ninety seven episodes of the eighteen. Ninety seven episodes, yeah. And it was uh I was and I saw the picture. They had yeah, a picture of him like standing there with uh like wearing like you know, of course, the gold chains, mm-hmm. and he looks like he, he wore gold chains. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> he wore every gold chain. He seemed to have a different hairstyle too. Yeah, it's it, it's and it, I think he's in his early sixties now. Is that right? He'd have to be. He'd have to be. And they, you there's know, the man, mm-hmm. the man, the legend. Yeah, he's a, and he's. I always thought he was funny. You know, he's he played the tough guy. He was. Um, he was in uh, one of the Rocky movies. Rocky uh, Three. Yep. Clubber yeah. Lang. Clubber Lang. <laughs> and uh, it landed a straight uh, to series order uh, with uh, the Do It Yourself, the DIY network. Do It Yourself network. Mm-hmm. I hadn't heard of it before. Honestly. You haven't heard of the Do It Yourself network? No. DIY? No. It's huge. Is it? Yeah. 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 Is that like a competitive it's, network for like the HGTV? 
Yes. Probably. Okay. I actually, I've heard of think, I actually think they're owned by the same company. Oh, oh it, probably. Yeah, and it's uh, each episode of the series will see Mr. T and his team, including HGTV design star winner and interior designer Tiffany Brooks, break down walls and tear out old rooms to give a family a home makeover. Now, will he be running through those walls to tear them down? That's how he... Remember in the... the yeah, the yeah. Bounce, the bounce, he right. he had to run and knock the door down off right. its hinges. Oh, God, I hope so. <laughs> so, and of At course... 65 years old, he just explodes <laughs> in the bloody mess. He's only 62. Stand by. Yeah, and a medevac. Right, exactly. He's 62, will be 63 in May. Yeah, I, I thought he was in his early 60s. Uh, I pity the tool which takes So he's younger name. than Ron? Uh, maybe. <laughs> Viable still. Uh, which takes his name from Mr. Viable T's famed I pity way? the fool <laughs> expression. Uh, joins a roster of ce- celebrity-focused <laughs> renovation series. sperm? What are you talking about? <laughs> on d- no, I on DIY. And I just keep going. You notice how sometimes you just have to roll through the bullshit until <laughs> you get there. Um, and I, I guess that was the same network that uh, the Vanilla Ice restoration project yeah, was on. Yeah, before he got arrested. I think we talked about that in the podcast, yeah, too. Yeah. yeah, he was... His, the truth will come out. Uh, the yeah. Shatner Project and Re- Rev Run. I Shatner just the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Run DM DMC did a a home restoration. Run DMC? Shift. Yeah, it's called what Rev you? Runs Renovation. Oh, run. And it's on the DIY as well. I, I like, That's just I Run, not DMC. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Rev Run. Rev yeah. Run. Yeah. That's, so I thought I thought that was sort of interesting, and uh, I believe that Netflix has the A-Team still. I think, yeah. And as a kiddo, I, I, was, I was a huge fan of the show. But here's what I, I, I want to – no, this is not a segue – but I have a guilty pleasure movie that I absolutely love to watch, and it's the A Team remake movie. Mm, really, I have never seen that. Movie. It's oh, too I actually old. paid money to go see that at the theater. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Yeah, it's two thousand ten. It's, it's, it's over the top, though. It yeah. is over the top. Very over is, the top. And it, you have to know that it, going in when you see the movie. Is it in the uh, Roadhouse uh, kind of vein of things? I think it's more of a Michael Bay kind of thing. Yeah, it's yeah. well, no, it's uh, over the top action. It's um, tongue-in-cheek humor. If you, and it's definitely in a little bit of a silly reality space. Well, like, that, and that's that's very much that. Right. The it's very series. much. I thought it, it carried forward a lot of what the show, the TV show, was about. Right. Which, yeah. And it had uh, a pretty good rating on IMDb. Uh, I think it was close to four stars for the movie. Yeah, for a 2010 movie. Yeah. Uh, it's six point eight. Oh, I mean, yeah, I was. Up, it's up there, yeah. yeah it's hard, but um, the, the one down. I wish maybe Liam Neeson didn't work so well, but Bradley Cooper is really funny playing Face Man. Right. Jessica Bell is hot. Um, uh, and the and Mr. T's character is played by Quentin Rampage. Yeah, yeah. Jackson. He actually <laughs> does a decent job too, yeah. man. It's like it's it's is he it, an MMA MMA fighter. He's, he's, yeah. U, he's UFC. He, I don't think he. Does as much fighting now. He's he'll probably he'll come out against like Tito Ortiz or something like that. You know, he doesn't fight like top tier. Well, he was anymore, until but. this was. He actually took a break. He was the reigning heavyweight champion, and he took a break to go do this movie. And then he came back and got his ass kicked because he took like a year off to go do the movie. Yeah, um, and he was getting up there too. He actually came in through an organization that the MMA bought. Um, I can't remember. It's Pride, right? Pride. Yeah, he came in yeah. through with a Pride pickup. Um, yeah, he's thirty six. So yeah, it's getting it's it's, time in the physical world. So but, well, that's that's funny that because um, Randy Couture, he's he competed 
well into his late 40s, early 50s, I believe. And I just saw on um, uh, Bellator last night recorded his... Skeletor? Uh, Skeletor. <laughs> Skeletor up in this part of His son, he has a son, Ryan Couture, that uh, he competed last night. He's won his last three on Bellator. Um uh, rear naked choke, and he is that kid is a beast, like his dad. But his son, his son is thirty seven years old, right? And he's doing really well. His career, he's like ten and three, so he's doing fairly his, well. His his wife actually fought for a while too. She's yeah. really pretty. She just got her ass kicked like two or three times and bowed out. I think what? she fought uh, Cyborg, didn't she? And that's uh, who killed. Just marauded. Him. I don't remember if she bought she fought Cyborg or not. She did. Cyborg's a man, and I, pretty much. I mean that. In all true sense of the word, and you better be respectful when you say that because she will rip your arm off. She was juicing super heavy. Oh, you can Um, just look at her. I mean, but uh, my favorite part of the movie was uh, Shalto Copley, the guy that plays Murdoch, and he's um, that was Murdoch was the uh, the the slick one. Or was he the crazy crazy one? He was the crazy one. But he's the guy that did uh, was the star of District Nine. See, I haven't seen it's District Nine. Oh yeah, so it you know. Oh yeah, yeah. it's yeah. good. It's he good very movie. he very you I, Ron. I, have, I got a feeling like you would like this movie. Like I don't love it, but if I'm messing around the house and I'm like, oh my god, it's a Saturday. I worked in the yard. I just want right. to watch something that you know I don't have to think about, and it's sort of kind of funny here and there. Well, especially I, I'll roll the A team all day long. Well, especially <laughs> for you, Ron, if you're in there putting uh, like. Suturing up your wounds, like you're <laughs> right, right. My you know, yard injuries. Golly, dude, you lost that fight. That's insane. Yeah, he was also the in that one. recent horrible movie, Chappie. Oh, uh, and I, did you see that? I heard. I had such. Oh, high, I was about to say I, the reviews just made me go. Okay, I had oh, such. Oh, I know. I was it's just awful when the teaser came out for that. Yeah. All of us up at work were like, "Oh man, that looks a little cool." Right, and then right. I saw whoever that female musician that is stars in it as well, and I was like. I heard her say a couple of lines, and I was like, oh, she can't even speak. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, uh, no. <laughs> two thumbs down. Yeah. Which scares me because... Talking's overrated. The so acting and... The stuff. director, the Neil Blomkamp. Blomkamp? I don't know. Um, me love you, Blomkamp? Blomkamp. Neil Blomkamp. He's uh, him, you know, since Sigourney Weaver was in Chappie. They were getting together and wanting to do a uh, an Aliens uh, sequel. Basically, basically take away Alien Three and Four and pick up where Aliens left off and make a new Alien film. Yeah, I heard about uh, that. Who owns that property, though? Twentieth Century Fox. Do they? Yeah. David, they do. David. That? David Cameron does. David Cameron. Fuck yeah. That's I hate a, David Cameron. Viva, this is a, a running joke because <laughs> I, I, f- I flubbed James Cameron a few weeks uh, ago, okay. and so every time we refer to him or any of the, it's like Avatar. Oh, that. David Cameron. Uh. David Cameron. No, it's James Cameron. But uh. it's David. We just we just let Paul go on. Okay. To, uh, to us, him. we know <laughs> we know him from the old school days as David. Uh. So we go way back. Or that's the neighborhood name. Changed his name so everybody forget what a pussy he was back in the neighborhood and he got beat up all the time. <laughs> David, what's your street name? It's David, but you can call me James. <laughs> there was so who there was a singer in Chappie. Was there? Yeah, the she has uh, had uh, like. Uh, white or pa- platinum blonde hair, and it's sort of shaved up weird. She's sort of crazy looking. Sigourney Weaver is the only female in Chappie. Yeah, no. the only one they have listed in on IMDb. All right, let's I don't see. Know. there's no picture for Ninja. I don't know who that is? Me neither. 
Me neither. Unless it's but a, I'm unless passing. it's a real ninja. It, well, Yolandi Visser. <laughs> good luck in the picture. <laughs> That's why there's no picture. Yolandi Visser, is that it? Could be. I don't That's know her what name. I'm on the cast, and she's got some weird blonde hair. Yeah, so. that's that's her then. Okay. Yeah, kiss of death. She's like, she's like a summer, summer glow. <laughs> yeah, we was talking about a, a, a few episodes back that uh, summer glow. She's like a show killer. Oh yeah. So, yeah, it's like thanks Firefly, thanks Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> the Sarah Barner Chronicles. Sarah Barner. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Sarah Connor Chronicles. Mm. Yeah, and I was, it, it's funny. So did that, you just bring up A-Team because you just thought of it? You've watched an episode. You try to go back and watch it? Uh, no, because of the, that thing I saw on Mr. T. on the mm. I pity the tool. And so I was like, <laughs> I pity the tool. Of course. I, of mean. course. <laughs> I, 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 just think, I just think it's a, the whole A-Team. I thought, I thought back, of course, you know, that's where I knew Mr. T from was right. the A-Team. And I really enjoyed that because that was in... You know, I was, we was in high school when it was that and Dukes of Hazard. I mean, that yeah, whole yeah, kinda, yeah, and it's stuff that it was fun for the time you was in, but it. I don't think its rewatchability is improved. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I probably it's not, on that it's one. Not, it turned more into vinegar than fine. It's not one that I have my niece, and my nephew sit down and watch. I would think, yeah, that <laughs> the, it missed. would be difficult to go back and watch and enjoy it because it would just be. It was so tongue in cheek. And not all, there's actually not a lot of action in those. And it's you know low budget for its time. You know, it was. <laughs> <How about this? laughs> and it, every every sound bite on the sound soundboard, he's he's cocking a weapon. <laughs> so yeah. it's like that was I think that was his thing. <laughs> well, of course, the running gag in the show was you know he ain't I get him no plane. <laughs> yeah. So, Ron, you should watch the movie and check it out and let me know what you think. All right, I will. It it translates well, and the the action is definitely amped up. Next time it's rolling on on cable, I'll I'll stop down. I'll stop down and check it out. All right, Paul, is that what? Do you, what do you? What do you? Is that it? Are you done? That that you is really us pity the fool. Pity uh, that, the fool. Well, that and, and uh, the I, I haven't get, gotten a chance to watch uh, uh, Broadchurch yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you was talking about last week, um, but I did a little little internet searching, uh, and they was talking about um, a lot of the articles I saw confirmed what you were saying that. Um, the uh, Clearpoint, Clearpoint was the Grace U.S. Point. Grace, Grace Point, Point yeah. um, was the U.S. remake of mm-hmm. that British show, and that it it should have just they should have just showed the British show because the female detective was the really strong part of the U.K. show, yeah. and then they used uh, uh, the the lady from Breaking Bad, the uh, mom, Gun, the wife. What's her first name? Wrong? Lisa, uh, Natalie, David. David Gunn. Tim, <laughs> Tim Gunn. The, the wife from Breaking... Uh, Walter White's wife from Breaking okay. Bad. Yeah, I haven't seen Breaking Bad. I'm probably one of the few. I haven't either. I haven't. Not one episode. I haven't seen it. I, I can't I can't talk to you anymore. Okay, sorry. <laughs> it's on the list. Anymore. Does it being on the list count? And, and, it's on the list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I, I think that's it's funny that everybody has days. this. Everybody yeah. has to watch it. I, I have yeah, my, work and bills. <laughs> I have my whole Gotta take priority. 500 yeah. slots on Netflix just full the queue is full and i like yeah. i sit down and i was telling them a couple hmm. of po- podcasts back that i'll sometimes i'll sit down it's like okay i got a couple hours and i'll spend an hour going through my list mm-hmm. and then i end up not watching anything <laughs> oh is that one hour that you would watch i'd really like to watch this no i'd really like to watch this no i'd really like to watch this so breaking bad all right so i did finish it mm-hmm. okay it's done. I have yeah. watched, the, watched entire, the entire entire thing of Breaking Bad. So all seasons, all the seasons. So, what's your viewpoint? So, my viewpoint: it's a good show, but here's the the big 
claim that was made. If to you, it's not the greatest TV series ever. Well, I don't know that you could say that about any show. I thought right. The Wire was supposed to be the greatest TV show right. ever, mm-hmm. but season one. This whole <laughs> claim of that that is the greatest ending to any other show or to any show on TV. No, no, no and. Not. And I did not make that call. I said it was typically not that great. It was a, a satisfying ending for me. It, it was a good, resolved, everything kind of wrapped up in a bow, very telegraphed way it was going to end, I felt. Yeah, I agree with and that. It, and it, it was a good wrap-up to a show. It's not like you, the show ended and you're like, oh, what's going to happen to blah, blah, blah. Like The Sopranos where it just fade to black and then you're going, yeah. I'm a fan. What? What, what the hell happened? <laughs> yeah. I'm a yeah. fan. I like yeah. The Sopranos ending. But that was like all over Facebook and social media mm-hmm. and all everybody I know that, that watches the show was just posting, that's the greatest ending to any show ever. And it was a good ending to a good show, but it was nowhere near. I, I could probably name five that I thought were better endings. But what I wanted to talk about, that's going to translate into, I'm not ragging. Stop staring at me. I'm not ragging <laughs> on your show. You see my eyes start twitching? Yeah. That's either yeah. the meth is starting to kick in or starting to wear off. <laughs> yeah. Let's cook. Please take more or less meth, whichever is appropriate. Yeah. I can only take so much. So for me, the greatest ending to a series ever, just because it was it, it was so ingrained in what the actual series was about, how the series progressed, and every, all the issues that it dealt with. The it, Three Stooges. On the three, the, when he slaps Mo at the end, Mo <laughs> yeah. finally gets slapped. And he tries to go yeah. for the eye poke and throws his hand Deserved it yeah. so much. Yeah. I love it. Was, uh, did you guys watch Six Feet Under? No. Oh, it's on my list. No. I've watched a couple of I, I watched it, but we, didn't, but we didn't finish it. Okay. So I haven't I, seen it. For me, it has the, the way it ends, and I'm not going to talk about it at all, but that show has a theme, right? That show is about... Um, death, death and our maybe. limited time here <laughs> on Earth. And they're, they're and, a, they're, the family is morticians, right? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it is it's constantly about death and our limited right. time here. The randomness of the universe and how you never know when it's your day. Right. My favorite all time line from that show is Nate's when he says, "We're all just ticking time bombs." Mm-hmm. <laughs> was the the writer for? American Beauty was he the yeah, developer? Yeah, he for was the show. He he wrote the original script. The and script I, writer. God, what was his name? Uh, I'm wanting to say like Sam Bell or Sam Hall or something like that. David Just Bell. Something. David Bell Hall. Something like that. Sam. Alexander Rockwell. Graham Bell. Mind, no. <laughs> Some reason I want to say Sam Mendes, but that's not right. No, 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 no. not Sam. He's a movie guy. Yeah. Um, Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> But the way they ended, <laughs> Robert, 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 Robert. I don't know. Joe Satriani. No. Yeah, the way they ended very the nice show report. was very apropos to the theme of the show, how it had progressed, because it, the, the show is about you have a limited time, make of it what you will, right. and the vast majority of us will spend it in, in not a good way, right? In terms of like um, that not knowing, and I'm not saying YOLO or any of that shit, because I fucking <laughs> think that stuff is stupid, but... Hello, but man. It just, did y'all see that that meme picture? It showed a a, a very old Harrison Ford at a, like some party, and he's like pouring like two bottles. <laughs> he's pouring drinks and going like this, and it says Yolo. Han Yolo. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Well played, well played." I like it. Good job, internet. Yeah. But, but for, for me, and I'm not I'm not really really comparing endings of Six Feet Under versus any other show. Um, but that's the best ending of a series because it was so wrapped up in what that series was about. And obviously the guy that wrote it in American Beauty is very similar themed to yeah. 
um, that because American Beauty is kind of the same way. You, like, hey, there's this beautiful thing going on called life, and you mm-hmm. never know where it's going to take you, where it's going to be. And the main character is just kind of getting through the day, right? Just like not spending his life very well. And then all that stuff happens. It's sort of kind of random at the end of the movie. And Six Feet Under is very kind of the same way thematically for me that it's about like, hey, you got one day or you got another thousand days or you got another 10,000 days. You don't know, so you better be spending them well. And the end of the show is very much wrapped up in that same theme. I thought it went it, it went out the way as best any show could go out and thematically staying true to itself at the end. Uh, that's the thing about the, the movie uh, American Beauty. I haven't watched it in, in a few years uh, but I was really touched by that whole uh, that whole sequence where they was talking about the plastic bag that was yeah. caught mm-hmm. in uh, just a perpetual mm-hmm. loop. And, get yeah. next door, doing, filming all the stuff. It is yeah. directed by Sam Mendoff, but the Mendez, that's where you're getting it. Right, but the writer go. and the writer for ah, Six Feet Under yeah, 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 yeah. is Alan Ball. Alan Ball, okay. Yeah. Damn, give me some credit for picking the director. I know. You nice. did, that's why I said, no, he's a movie guy. But then I was thinking, I was thinking, like, I think that's actually right. So I looked it up. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, Score one I, I have watched a couple of episodes of six feet under and i i really enjoyed it because uh, my wife and i have so many shows that we try to watch together mm-hmm. and you know we don't i don't want to say hey why don't you go over there to your room <laughs> while i watch my shows my man, banished uh, while my, watch my man shows <laughs> and because uh, i try to pick stuff because she doesn't like walking dead because it's too gory for her mm-hmm. i love walking dead so uh, she just listens to Walking Dead as a basically a radio play. She won't look at the screen. Oh, she won't watch. watch. But she'll, just, she'll listen and she likes the story she hears. But she knows as soon as she hears celery crunching, ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Or hears that Walker sound. And they don't. They're not like nice and clean with their deaths on that show. They're pretty brutal with their deaths. Oh, yeah, it's like a few weeks ago that that Walker that got shot in the eye with a flare gun. Oh, I see, cool. I haven't seen it for two seasons, so I'm behind. Oh, this season is really good. You okay. should, I'm going to have to try to catch up with it, but I just remember the, the season where the boy, I can't remember his name, has to kill his mother. Oh, Carl. Carl, Carl yeah. yeah. Carl, yeah. Had to kill Lori. Yeah, Lori. that was like one of the most brutal scenes I'd ever seen filmed. Yeah. <laughs> it well, it's funny, uh, the, yeah. the, the actor that plays Carl, he was mm-hmm. on The Talking Dead last mm-hmm. week, yeah. and yeah. he is really... He he's is growing like, up, isn't he? Yeah. He's growing up, and he is uh, apparently well thought uh, of by other his actors mm-hmm. around him and right. by directors and mm-hmm. showrunners, this kid is going and he is a nat. He's one of these natural. He's natural. Yeah. He, he's very thoughtful and he thinks about it. Mm-hmm. He learns from people. So I think he could have a long career. Yeah, he's he, not like uh, he's going to be the next Ron Howard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, the, he's a, he's, uh, instead he's, of Opie, yeah, he's the guy. He's the kid from the Walking Dead. Yeah. Not, not Ron Howard's brother. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah! And so we was talking about that. How it seems like we, a few weeks ago we was talking well, about Patrick Swayze and his, got his mutant brother <laughs> that looks a little bit like him, but, but it's just horrible. And yeah. the other brother yeah. got this shitty into this day. Oh, yeah. did he? It's just wow. You, you think yeah. about the 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 sheer chance of the chromosome. It's oh, you just missed that one chromosome. <laughs> hey, but he was the uh, little midget dude in uh, in uh, Star Trek, the original Star Trek. Uh, the, right? Yeah, I don't know how old he was when he did that, but. Oh, Creepy as fuck, though. I know. They had him in a bald cap and everything. Well, it's the same thing. What's the guy's name? I'm some Tanya. <laughs> I'm, I'm four uh, Jack and Cokes in. So what was the guy's name that played the dude? The dude on the show? No, on the, the thing? dude. The dude, man. 
the dude. Oh, uh, uh watch the drinks, man. Oh, uh, got a big Lebowski. Here. The big Lebowski. What's Bridges. the guy's name? Jeff Bridges. Bridges. Oh my yeah, god! Jeff I Bridges, just, yeah. I too. I, His I brother Bo. Bo. It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. one got one. Oh, yeah, one got it all. Bo Bridges and one got the shitty yeah, end of the like, yeah, And that's the same is, thing with the Baldwin brothers too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Bo yeah. Bridges is way ahead of Ron Howard's yeah. you know, brother. I can't remember if he's younger or older, but wow. Scruffy yeah. Howard, I think is his name. <laughs> so you're the ugly Howard, aren't you? <laughs> yes, he's always the played. less successful, the less talented. Yeah, he always has to play those weird little characters. You know, but that's mutants. funny that uh, his uh, Ron puts his brother on nearly every project he's associated with, and yeah. his brother yeah. is actually he's a good actor, and, mm-hmm. but he's just uh, malformed <laughs> a little bit. I think he does a lot of behind behind the camera work too. For yeah, Ron. yeah, I bet. Yeah, yeah he's keep, he's involved keep him gainfully employed and off the streets like <laughs> arming strangers. Go get me a bourbon. <laughs> okay. What is it, Scruffy? Will you stop scaring people? Get over here and do your work. I'm gonna look up his name because I can't remember. But I was gonna throw in some uh, little trivia here about uh, the eighteen. Well, before we close this totally out. Um, the A-team will never be totally closed out. That's true. We're never <laughs> talking about the A-team again. I pity the tool. Now, evidently that, uh, that George Papard, who played Hannibal, God rest his um, soul. and Mr. T did not get along. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. So I'd, I'd, I'd heard that somewhere. Uh, arguments were f- uh, fed by the fact that Mr. T became the real star of the show, despite Papard's being a proper movie actor. Things got even worse when Papard learned that Mr. T was paid more than he was. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> you just a crazy man seeing things that ain't there. <laughs> I love soundboards. <laughs> Mr. T soundboard, and of course, it's got oh, this is. This, I, I never, I didn't Bre- even notice this, and I was a fan. Mr. T could have never done breakfast at Tiffany's. He could have ate breakfast. That's the only thing I can say in Papard's defense. I don't know of any other thing he's ever been in that I liked. Yeah, true. I didn't even catch this. In the opening credits, uh, Dirk Benedict reacts to a passing metallic Cylon warrior. And, of course, Cylons were the nemesis in Benedict's earlier series, the original Battlestar Uh Galactica. Oh, he he did like like a... Well, well yeah, I guess it was. I don't know if he was like going through a movie set or whatever, but there was a. I saw one and yeah. he did it like a. Whole yeah, movie. I did. I have little, to yeah. look that up. A little homage, a little homage to. I figured uh, I would have noticed. They, that they call that inside baseball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's kind of cool. I never even noticed that, and I was like a huge B, uh, no, I mean, BSG I think, fan. Yeah, I think I would have noticed that too. Yeah. No, that's Buck Rogers. That's Buck Rogers in the twenty fifth. But you've seen the new the reboot, right? Of Battlestar Galactica. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. We're all huge fans. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's Darius that hasn't. <laughs> that may be okay. the best Darius television yeah. show ever. Fuck stick. Yeah. <laughs> See, to me, it's like, yeah. I, how can you miss that? How can you miss that series? Well, how well, the fuck can you miss Stargate it. Universe? Yeah. This is the same fucking reason. Yeah. Have you seen Stargate Universe? <laughs> no, I haven't. It is. We're gonna get into that in a second. Now that okay. you're, okay. however. What are you four or five in? I'm five in. Yeah. Five in. We're gonna. We're definitely it's talking. Really about good. Okay. It is really definitely good. talking. Now, is that about written that. by? Is it Ron Moore as well? I think. I think did he Battle did. No, I don't think so. I, no. No, he did one of the Star Trek series, right? Yeah, he was on. Uh, he was a writer or whatever for uh, the original uh, for Next Generation. Next Generation. Yeah. Okay. That's TNG. It. Yeah. But now he's doing the Outlander, which still kind of blows me away that he's doing some historical romance. Book out, out, yeah, the Outlander, the Outlander, Outlander. Yeah. yeah, oh, the on stars, uh, yeah, the, uh, right. Yeah, I, hadn't, I hadn't heard yeah. of that. Well, it's a book that it's been out like since the eighties. It's like a time travel series yeah. about a girl that's um, 
a nurse during World War Two that is like reaches like some uh, Celtic circle ruins that's thrown back into time. Earth node. She goes. I think that's what the Celts. Oh, she goes from like what, like okay. World War Two era to to uh, back like, like to the 1400, 1500 Yeah, it's t- during the time of the Scottish Rebellion. Oh, yeah. you know, I yeah. think so it's like and a, Ron Moore writes the series. Yes, and that's why I was shocked because it's Highlander. like, how do they talk Ron Moore in doing this series? That plot line sounds yeah. really familiar. I think I read the first book years yeah. years back. Yeah. So that sounds really familiar. Yeah, the whole good. Stargate universe is controlled by two guys. Then they started SG One and have gone forward from there. Yeah, okay. and it's uh, just Robert many- Robert Cooper. And the other gentleman's name is Brad Wright. Did they have anything to do with the original uh, Stargate nope, film? No, nope, no, nope. nope. I think what they did is they they saw an idea and they're like, "Hey, that could be riffed on in a right. very heavily, oh sure, yeah. heavy fashion." And I just took it forward from there. And we talked about uh, Viva. We talked about a couple episodes back about just the sheer amount of episodes of the original Stargate series and well, okay. Atlantis the mm-hmm. other series yeah I think it plays on the sci-fi channel correct mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I think yeah. I've seen it like flipping through and I may have like and caught I think they have like four or five here and there. made for yeah. TV movies as well yeah yeah. yeah. SGU in the, in the Stargate uh, it's a really universe good. Stargate mm-hmm. property yeah, yeah finally, SGU we finally is, got it right yeah and it's, oh, don't, don't we're, we're, we may take the whole second segment to talk about that it's so good <laughs> <laughs> alright alright I'll, I'll take your word for it <laughs> Now on the list, <laughs> it's yeah. really good, it, and it's on uh, and Prime, I think. Is Amazon right? Prime. Is it's right? on Amazon that was my Prime. Question. Okay. Yeah, and the, it was it was two seasons, and they're we're, all on there. We're kind of are they for free? This? For free. Amazon okay, it's, really it's on the list now. It's really is added in there right after we finish uh, the Pacific. Yep. So did you? I don't know. This is something I really keep up with because I um anybody who talks to me from for any length of time about all this stuff knows that I'm a cable hater. I think that the cable networks are the biggest scam that's ever ever been. And you have cut the cable, haven't you? Have you? Uh, four years ago now. Right. So uh, Sony just announced their version of it. Like, hey, if you subscribe to a service, it's an online service. You get like 40 channels, and I think they're kind of firming up what those 40 channels are going to be like. Apple is really close to announcing their kind of version of like online, yeah, mm-hmm. um, and it'll be thirty to forty channels. Um, nice. we've, we've talked about HBO now that's coming out. Um, so I think like in and all of these, with the exception of the overpriced, um, I think HBO at fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, that's high. The other ones are coming out between thirty and forty dollars for like those thirty channels. You think about that; you're paying a dollar a channel. Right. That's pretty fucking good, and it's mm-hmm. probably right. Yeah, it's probably accurate what you should be paying for these instead of having to pay these exorbitant. Oh, I'm going to buy this package well, and that package. Especially if you, but everybody's got to have ESPN, so they put it in the highest tiered package. So yeah. I got to go three packages in to get the thing that I really want. Well, I think that's that's interesting that Apple is finally smart the, business. Though. It's very smart business. They're pulling the trigger on this, and it's like they're trying to re- replicate what they did to the music industry. Right? Yeah, as they they took mm-hmm. they t- said. Thank you very much. We will take those dollars. Right. Yeah. yeah. And they were We successful. have a better mm-hmm. delivery system mm-hmm. than, yeah. well, that you and, guys and, are not and, doing. And, the, and, it's, and really, what they did with iTunes and all that stuff was the opposite of what Apple had done before, which was very guarded and blah, blah, blah. And like, they realized like, what the consumer wants is a la carte. Just yeah. put it all out there for me. Let me pick and choose. Let me pick and yeah. choose. I'll mm-hmm. pay a little bit more for the a la carte three songs off of an album that I, that I want versus paying... Thirteen dollars for the album. I'll pay two bucks. 
I don't want for, those other seven crappy songs. I yeah. just want these three. And then more. there's you're going to have your suckers that are going to buy the entire thing, but it's sure. whichever whatever you want to go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that, I've that, got to have the that, whole that, album, man. Well, and that <laughs> Taylor Swift fucking kicks ass. Yeah, and that 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 uh, we I was like talking about that songs. week before last. I think is that they they Apple completely trashed the concept of buying a full album. Yeah. You know, you you it's a mixtape. You do what you want, and. I mean, twenty-five channels paying thirty to forty a month, but I, I wonder who's going to come out on top of this because HBO is trying to do something similar. So everybody's sort of fracturing into which hey, is just, good. Just, just, the one it's, who, it's competition. The one yeah. who does it the best for the cheapest and allows the most customization. I think will win. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, think, I think that sums it it's up. It's going to come down to whatever the user will. experience mm-hmm. is like, right? That's what I pay for. It, if right. I can pick and choose my channels and and. A la carte. A la carte. Mm-hmm. Done. Choose the user interface is good. It's mm-hmm. not suck dick like Amazon Prime does, where you can't navigate around and find anything that's on. <laughs> yeah, there. Amazon. Anybody from Amazon is listening to this? Yeah, Jeff Bezos. Yeah, get it. Get, get it shit. together, <laughs> David. David Bezos. <laughs> yeah, Netflix is not 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 perfect, but they blow you guys out of the water in that. Regard. Yeah, uh, that, that's so the funny thing. They was uh, this because I had an article on that whole Apple that. Apple TV thing. Um, it said naturally the service will reportedly include content from major networks like ABC, CBS, and Fox, but absent from the list is NBC Universal because of uh, negotiation problems Apple is having with Comcast, who is the parent right. company yeah. of NBC Universal. Wow. And all that all that stuff's going to get worked out in the end. Because they're not going to want to miss out on the, the amount of people that are going to want to jump on board. No. Especially if yeah. Apple people starts pay the money. It's all about the money. Yeah, yeah. sure. And that's yeah. what they alluded to in this article, is that um, Apple felt that Comcast was just stringing them along while uh, the cable giant is focusing on its own X1 web-enabled set-top box. Right. So they're trying to get into the mix, too. And so mm-hmm. Apple felt that they were just delaying them. Right. And they may be. I mean, yeah, it's all sure. about it's free all, market in the United States, and that's what it's all about. It's, it's <laughs> they business. want their slice of the pie, too. Yeah. And, and, uh, and the, the, cable, the cable companies, they see the writing on the wall, and if they don't establish themselves in a space... They will be. It'll be gone. They're exactly like the music companies. Music anybody, labels, anybody yeah. could have Record predicted labels. this ten years ago, and they could. Have, they've had such a chance to do a head start. If you think about it, the desktop or the the top systems that they give you now, it is what it, it's all streaming. There's no like you know new thing they would have had to invent, and just you put a user interface out there and say, hey. Buy what you want to buy and don't buy what you don't want to buy. And then we can go back on the other side of that and say, listen, we're not going to pay you DIY network that much money because nobody fucking buys your channel. Right. So we're not paying you to to have you and HGTV, which everybody watches. Yeah, We're not going to do a package deal for you guys because you got one channel everybody watches and one channel nobody watches. Hey, guess what? We we will take a cut of the one that they buy the HGTV network and go reinvent this DIY network and make it where people watch it or whatever the you know, scenario right. may be. But at the end of the day, and all this stuff, it's going to be the user experience, what you can get, the price is going to pay, you know, be in there too. But I, I just think in the next three or four years, it's going to be super cool. Like once we're on the other side of all this rigmarole. Well, and I think there's a, a certain. Amount yep. of uh, and of, I'm not paying two hundred dollars for whatever the thing ends up being like I used to pay for cable. Right? Oh, cable is such a ripoff. I'm yeah. still in my contract with Verizon, and it's my bill's almost close to three hundred dollars. Yeah, and I and think I think it's unreal. I think uh, 
It's a it's fucking a car payment. It is. It really is. It's like when people end up paying for uh, their smartphone plans. It's like some people end up paying like four or five hundred bucks. It's like you can well, yeah, buy, you can buy, a, buy, you can buy a part of a smartphone. kidney for that. Yeah. yeah. Come on. So if <laughs> Come you think on, about the business model. And if you go to Guatemala, you can get the whole kidney. <laughs> yeah. All right. And can I, I have the whole kidney? <laughs> I heard if you fry it in butter, it's really good. Yeah. If you wake up. for that. If you wake up in Tijuana. In a bathtub full of ice and a note over the side saying, "Please call this, uh, call nine one one. We just took both your kids." <laughs> hey, is my shot? Why do you call? If they took both of them, why call nine one one? You're dead. Right? Yeah. And now you're just, no you're just poisoning yourself slowly. <laughs> but you know, I don't, I don't get it. And it should have been done a long time ago. It should have been just like with the music companies. It should have been something that anybody with half a brain could have predicted. Ten years ago, hey, this is going to happen. Wake up! Well, I, it, it. it's it's one of those things to me, and I, I think you're right, and to a certain extent, uh, is that I think the market had to be ready for it. Yeah, and uh, that companies, especially companies, are these huge bureaucratic machines. And I remember when I came out of the Art Institute I think in '97, ready for it ten years ago. I no, think they've been dragging I'd, their feet. I I think you're right to a certain extent, but I don't. I think the market is definitely ready for it now that things have come down to a price point with storage and uh, how cheap memory is and uh, more enough yeah, houses internet speeds the internet speeds and saturation levels and uh, but you've always I, that's what i'm saying you've they stream all that shit to you already there's nothing new and needed to be invented when you put your cable box on that is 180 channels streaming at you in hdtv yeah, There's no limit on your eight on your internet thing. HD. It's well, and it's well, and that's the that's thing. That's what though. they sell you. Like, we can't get your speed up too high because all oh, this other fucking bullshit, and we got to charge you eighty dollars. It's a total fucking lie. Well, yeah, because uh, I mean, they're streaming at... now to you hundred and eighty channels of shit what? you don't want to watch. And well, if you want it for more, if you want it faster, then you can pay like one hundred fifty dollars and get the upgraded modem because that's what Verizon just tried to do with me. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. It's, Which, it's and it's already... like, why would I pay money for a modem when you okay. guys gave it to me? For they are already streaming right. 180 yeah. HD money. channels yeah. to you right now. What do you think the internet speed to your house is? It's fucking monstrous. But what they do is they partition and give you this little shitty modem and go, well, it's all we can do. We can't get any more to your house. you got to pay 80 bucks for it. Or the upgraded modem, you get yeah. another 50 bucks. The horse shit. The thing, the thing that you already has 180. Go calculate what the down stream bit rate is for 180 HD channels that they are streaming at you full speed, full bore all day long. Yeah. It's It's got to be like a teraflop every every couple hours. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is that you, you do comparisons. I've read articles on comparisons mm-hmm. with uh, how connected and how fast connections are. Oh, like South insane. Korea, mm-hmm. it is absolutely, they have the f- some of the fastest internet connections. But you got this, I'm telling you. And you we got pay this, so much more here because the, they know... Americans are stupid. There's no, you there's right no competition. And I think that ties back to what you're saying about Apple and all these other companies is that they see an end to where they can undercut them because mm-hmm. the, the, the cable companies had a huge monopoly mm-hmm. and they could charge what we want. Yeah, but you get the same internet connection now. They just partitioned 2% of that bandwidth and say that's your internet connection paul is just two percent the other 98 percent is us delivering the cable to you you got the same internet connection as is japan china europe all these deals they've just partitioned it up to claim 98 percent of it to 
put you 180 channels. And then if you don't want your 180 channels, then you got to to get 4% of that, you got to pay $60 a month. To get 6% of that, you got to pay like $200 a month to have a high speed internet connection. Now, how you does even got though you've it. got a fiber optic line yeah, coming mm-hmm. to you your already house. got it. Now, how how does this whole uh, recent uproar about net neutrality does this address cuz now the FCC will mm-hmm. view it as a utility, the internet as a utility? Does that will that affect that? I know Google Fiber is affecting some markets because they'll come in and say, "We'll give this to you for free." Well, no they, one knows. They, as but, a test, but, right? but there's going to be a catch to that well, eventually down the line. If the, yeah. Well, the catch is with Google, just like anything, if it's when free, Google if it's TV free, comes out, yeah. then you're the product. So yeah. they they are monitoring and they're placing customized web ads mm-hmm. based off of what you're searching. So if you're searching for a lot of Dog porn. You're going to start seeing <laughs> ads from. Uh, clear my cache. Clear my cache. <laughs> like, I got to do some private browsing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and and that, we talked about that a few mm. weeks ago. Is that anytime like these apps that mm. they're free apps that you're basically right. or Facebook? Yeah, you're the product. They're yeah. packaging and selling your your history, well, your friends I mean, and Facebook your family. Facebook is making money hand over fist for the free product that they deliver to you. Mm. Yes, mm-hmm. they are. Ton. They're printing money with it. Well, I just don't understand. Games. I think I think their last uh, their last quarters gross marg- uh, gross profits were like one point two billion or something like that. Oh, I yeah. believe it. Yeah, yeah. and I, I to me, I've be, I've used ad blockers for years, so I'm always shocked when I get onto somebody else's computer and they don't have ad blockers up, and they open a web page. It's like, what is all this? <laughs> I because I, I don't see ads ever. Yeah. Well, so they're that's, not making money off of me. That's going to go away, though. Like you want, like what? What are you going to like? The internet's going to become something that's not a web browser. Like web browsers are probably going to go away. I would, I would say, in four or five years, maybe a little bit longer. But I mean, you, you just, what do you want a web browser for when you can customize something else that's not a web browser for your entire experience, and you get to do all that for free to view an ad here and there? Like, I think that's a decent trade-off well and i think the uh like banner ads used to be the way people made money right. uh, and then people started realizing hey, there's really not a lot of sell-through on these i think the um the whole advertising game to me it seems like it's a lot of wishful thinking on a lot of people's parts because i know that it does advertising works to a certain extent uh but maybe it's just based on my experience I barely ever look at ads. Well, a lot of it is targeted I, yeah, but now. You, yeah, you can't though. Targeted you can't ads. count your. You're the exception to, to the, the exception rule. to the exception to the rule. Right. Yeah, because my wife doesn't use ad blockers at all on her browsers, and I'm like, are you crazy? <laughs> Why do that, you want to look at all this? I know. She, she loaded up something on YouTube, and oh, set through this ad. I was like, set through an ad? Bullshit! Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not set through ads. But mm-hmm. that's the thing, like, especially with Facebook, I think. When they first started doing it, was pretty obnoxious, like the ads and stuff. Yeah. But now, through the utilization of the information they have to me, it it's shit I like to look at. It's right, or stuff you've looked at. Like, I get ads on Facebook of something that I've looked at on Amazon. Right, yeah. And it's like, it's so almost like a reminder. I looked at that, oh, yeah, I still There's need to so get that. There's so much interconnection. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're, they're tracking me actively. As, <laughs> even Big Brother is watching. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I'm not I'm not scared of that. I actually, oh, yeah, okay. I actually mm-hmm. like it. Like, I, the thing I shot you and Ginger about mm-hmm. the the Moscow Mule Cups. Right. Mm-hmm. 
right? That is either off of this podcast titling because it's on the, mm. my Facebook page or whatever. But all the stuff that I'm sh- I get show I got showed this thing the other day. It was a whiskey still copper. It was like four hundred and fifty bucks. And if I'd have had you that were money, about to pull the trigger, weren't you? If I would have had that money <laughs> to spend that day, I would have bought that damn whiskey still. It was so cool. Yeah. It was small and miniaturized, but it actually cranks out like a gallon of whiskey a month or something like that. I, I think Homebrew. that's funny that y'all talking about because uh, y'all don't try to deter ads, and maybe that's why I have. Because I've always actively tried to deter ads, mm-hmm. it's because it's, they don't know enough about me, and so they're I'm not being served ads that I'm interested in. Yeah, it's like I don't care about American Girl magazine. How <laughs> come it just keeps showing nothing but dildos to me? I got no interest. I would, I would like that, <laughs> as a matter of fact. But I don't get enough dildo ads, so I mean, you can't do anything about but that. Facebook in the last maybe, like if you look at a video now or read a news article now, like they probably in the last maybe three or four weeks, when when you hit done with that and you go back, it populates through like three or four more similar type things. Mm-hmm. And more often than not, I'm like, oh yeah, that isn't related enough. I'd like to look at that news article or whatever. Yeah. Um, and there is some downside to that because if you're ultra conservative like gun toting republican or tree hugger ultra left wing democrat then that's your entire experience and you can never really get out of it right you're swimming yeah. in the same pool right and you can't you see, pour, yeah you can't get you out see of all it. that's just tailored to that specific yeah well and that's that's funny i saw an article the world is uh, about me i saw an ar- and facebook and everything else needs to be about me yeah i saw an article a few weeks back that was uh the reporter what they did for a month is on their facebook feed no matter what popped up they liked it they just hit like on everything whether it was neo-nazis <laughs> or martha stewart and they said that within a few days their feed was just they was it was like looking at a crazy, psych- yeah crazy it was like stuff, a crazy yeah. person's page oh I'm sure because they, they probably just didn't have- get any feeds on any of their friends that they had friended or anything like that yeah it all gets pushed to the side it, yeah. it all which got- is why you're on Facebook in the first place is yeah. to kind of keep in touch with other friends and, and- you're exactly right is right. that's what happened it all and it's just it was like like bizarro land their feed turned into but and then it took the forever to get it they did the opposite back. of what they should have been doing though that's not the point the point is to like to cut have it customized no but they did it you. they did it on purpose to see to just what, what, would be, what, would be. what the yeah. algorithms yeah, it would, would be serve crazy. up and it, it turned into crazy town <laughs> crazy it was like right yeah it was um and i haven't been on facebook in years i, I was on the first couple of years but it ended up being such a time waster mm-hmm. i decided i was like I'm going to take three months. This is really eating into my Reddit time. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny, it's funny, Reddit now is so, like... Paul's it's a big like Reddit Facebook. user. Yeah. I love yeah. Reddit. That's okay. I, I love my Reddit. I know. Facebook's the same way. It's where his it's hipsters gather to... Yeah. <laughs> the, what, Talk what, about the latest IPA. Right? What, yeah. what flavor of bacon grease is your beard <laughs> t- smelling like today? Uh, I don't the, know. Let me check Reddit. Well, and that's... Uh, I think... Sort of looping back to what you was talking about with um, that, why didn't the cable companies get their act together and get on top of this? No, I know why. Is they didn't want to. They they yeah. felt the world's never going to change. It's why Microsoft fell behind right. with with browsers and with smartphones. Uh, it's a very well documented phase of the game for corporations. Yeah, they get so, so bloated with bureaucracy and thinking we're too big to fail and then suddenly the the world has got, moved on from them yeah um 
back in why 98. Why have you forsaken me? <laughs> <laughs> why can't I have your money? Wait, why can't we continue on this business model that's yeah. worked? This business model, everybody people have to get educated. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, the, and that's the thing is that, yeah, big companies, they don't want people really to have choice. No, they um, don't. Back in 98, 99, the whole buzz was about Second Life and virtual reality. The technical Technology, the underpinnings for uh, computers and the internet was nowhere near why that it sort of failed and it's making a huge resurgence. Uh, uh, Samsung's coming out this year with a, a VR uh, device. Uh, I feel Oculus like it's going to fail again. I don't think it is because there's too, like many, there's too many there's too many big players in it. It may turn out like 3D films, you know, that sort of. Um, or uh, I don't, I, high def. It, that's 3D. my point exactly. I think it's a TV. cool experience every great once in a while. But I can't imagine sitting in my house with fucking the thing wrapped around my head. <laughs> I mean, virtual. I won't even wear the 3D. You, you are talking reality helmet. You are you are talking about a the, dirty diaper, <laughs> the ball gag. <laughs> I can, now, I when they make just, good porn with that, yeah. everybody in America will be like, well, can, and that's why we'll make it take off. It's like, man, it is virtual. <laughs> oh yeah. They were right there. Then you gotta have like the, you gotta have like a little Woody Allen movie sleeper. You gotta have the the sex pod that you go in. Like I, I, I am a serious doubter, and the VR stuff is actually ever going to come to fruition. I because think it, I think there would be a certain small amount of people that want to get into it, and I think it's a technology that they want to sell you as reverse than a technology you want to buy. I got I can, I've got nine pairs of 3D glasses upstairs. I have watched zero fucking 3D movies. I well, hate it. I hate going and seeing 3D. In well, fact, if sucks. a movie comes out in 3D, I will purposely find I, the time I, I, where it's in 2D. Yeah, and I work in yeah. I work in film, yeah. and I don't like 3D. Yeah. I think it's I think it's a gimmick to to jack up the prices. Mm-hmm. But I that's just but, like the, virtual reality to me is like ten times the gimmick. I I don't doubt I think, that it's mind blowing. I think it's I think it's the matter of finding the the killer app, for lack of a better, mm-hmm. or the killer game, or the killer experience. If somebody if I get to and 3D it, box Ted Cruz in virtual reality, I might buy one. I would, <laughs> I would be there in a heartbeat. I would knock, <laughs> I would knock that little throat microphone right off of him so fast. Uh, I think it's a matter of price point as well. If it's something that they could eventually get it down to where players like Valve, uh, Samsung, uh, Facebook, they bought Oculus Rift. If they could get it down to where they would give it to people almost like for a song, and then and then they had really good content to back it up. I'm going to be fairly surprised if virtual reality succeeds this yeah. time around. I'd, Not until we get the holodeck. I w- I will be yeah until I, until I don't have to wear shit on my head. Right, give me a break. When I walk into a room and it suddenly changes to like wherever I'm in the world I want to be, I'm done. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty fucking yeah. lazy. Yeah. I don't like wearing shit on my head when I'm, I gotta watch something. I'm uh, as, coming from the guy talking into a microphone with a headset on. <laughs> yeah. But see, and that's the I, I'm a little bit more optimistic on it this time, go around if it is at Fanboy. a price point. Fanboy. Yeah, I, and I'm sort of excited because I, you know, you played uh, uh, Counter Strike yeah. a long time. Um, I'm I used to play TF2 a lot. When I was in the gaming, uh, played in the, I worked in the gaming industry, and to play that in with the VR headsets, I, I've heard that they've ported that. Uh, of course, Valve has ported that, to, they, and yeah. I've heard it is really 
But they're already having such a problem with how reality video games have come become like just on your computer screen. So many people ha- are having such issues with their brain watching that stuff that they get sick. It makes them dizzy. They can't right. do it. Mm-hmm. I think the VR thing is going to go through the roof with you're all and you're, all that shit spinning around and because your your brain can't coincide with like where you're looking visually to where your ears have um, are making no adjustments for where you're looking, right. the direction right. changes. You're, you're not moving at all. And that. your brain can't bring those two things together. And there's already so many people, like, the, I, there's one of the pod, gaming podcasts. You're going to have a bunch of people having seizures that never knew they had seizures one before. One of the <laughs> yeah. gaming we can, podcasts we can, we can only I, hope. <laughs> that I listen to, that's a major theme <laughs> yeah. for them, is of all these people that are, that are bowing out of video games because their brain perceives motion and depth and everything, and their all their other senses are not. And it makes them terribly nauseous for hours on end. Even mm. after they stop playing the game, and they walk away. There is, and it there, takes them two or three hours to recover. And they they know that the industry knows of that issue. I was reading an article uh, just last week that some researchers, I'm going to say Stanford, but it may not be that may not be the case. Um, they found out something that helps tremendously with that is that in the display, because you see your nose all the time. You block it out. Your nose is this little blurry right. thing mm-hmm. that's there in your field of vision all the time. And so they introduce that into a little CG model that is just barely on the edge of your uh, uh, your vision. Now and all it helps. I can see is my nose. Well, and the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like if you don't think yeah, about it, but it, it's, it's, always, it's always there. It's this, it's this shape that lives in the periphery of your vision. And they introduce that into with headsets, and that helped what you're talking about but how tremendously. Because the it, thing in it, your it, ear. Well, it. Well, but it, you've got uh, a couple of different pathways that are involved with that. One that's involved with the vision, and one that's involved with the cochlear implant or the cochlear device in the ear. Yeah. So it's it's depending on how the pathways cross. Yeah. So if they're and able that, to trick that, then that that's, that's something that's feasible and that that's, can be done. And but that's yeah. what that introducing that yeah. that virtual nose helped yeah. with the vision aspect of it. Uh-huh. The, yeah, but you and, can't get past the fact if I look up with my mouse and my vision looks up, but my head has ear bubbles in each ear canal that tells me where my head is pointing. Right. Your head, yeah. And you can't fake that. You can't make that. And that's where the that's where it's actually the ear bubbles that make everybody nauseous. Because they are, they're, they look up with their mouse, they look down and look around, do all this stuff. But their head, their ear is telling them, no, that's not right. You're perfectly looking straight ahead like you always were. And then it, it can't reconcile, and then it makes them have all these, I don't know, seizures. Yeah. But it makes them oh. have all these like, nauseous feelings where the entire time they're playing the game, they just want to go throw well, up. Well, and a lot, of, a lot of these. Which sounds very uninviting Well, they, a lot of these, <laughs> oh, and they're kidding. trying to address that with a lot of these content providers are now making the, the virtual experience where it's head activated as as opposed to mouse activated to where you to are be, yeah. orienting and you're you you're interacting your, with that, your that view now. where you turn your head needs to be able to where yeah. you, you're, you turn the game yeah and that's so we need to place a one dollar bet 10 years from now my one dollar bet is that vr is like it has its second bloom then it just goes away because nobody adopts it i don't know i think if they can incorporate it with like training modules with like law enforcement or military or something like that i think there's a market there if yeah. it's simulated where they don't have to go out in the field and, you know, as far as a pre-training thing, I can see Some that where it works. Some things it works. Like a training things on how they can violate people's rights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Some things know. it works, like flight simulators, because but, right. but it's a unit that 
that moves, you know, with you. And it's obviously used in amusement parks and Disney yeah. uses them, but it's in a whole system that moves you. So you get that body, you know, your your head and your body orientation changes with what's going on. So you get that movement and you're up, you're down, you're tilted, you're angled, and your 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 body senses that and knows that. And your inner ear feels it and all that. So when you, that vision changes, you accept it. It's part right. of it, you know. Well, but I, if you don't have all of that, you don't have that extra equipment, you know, you're not in a freaking machine that moves you around, then, you know, I think Brian's right. You're going you're gonna to get sick. And, I think oh, for, uh, the, you're going to be, the people that enjoy it and love that experience is going to be so few and far between that it's going to, the adoption process is going to be difficult. I, I'll take you on that dollar bet because it's, shit, it's just a dollar and the dollar <laughs> depreciating. And, Paul, in 10 and years Paul's a way less for a yeah. dollar. Yeah. yeah. It's well, actually a penny bet 10 yeah. years from now. Well, and see, and that's the, that's the funny thing is that I think that it's, you have to look at, I think you're right with that, you know, it may end up being niche, but I think if enough companies get into the competitive space of it, that they, you will continue to get advances in making it lighter, smaller, to where it ends up being something like Ron's. I mean, Google Glass, they tried to do it, but they focused, they, that sort of failed for them because they focused on recording your environment and that freaked people out because of privacy issues and stuff like this. That, I mean, sit, you're sitting at a restaurant, is it? We they should wear Google Glasses in here. So next podcast, but, you guys will oh, yeah. yeah. but, but instead of Google could have focused on using it as augmented reality to where you're walking down the street wearing your, like say Ron's glasses or Google glass to where you see a uh, unobtrusive ad from your Facebook feed saying, Hey, there's that sushi place that you wanted to check out. You know, just something come up in your field of vision to where it's an assistive device instead of a so recording device. So the guy device. has all his ad, ad blockers on his web browser. <laughs> yeah, and me as like, oh, a, the irony. I just I just call mine a pair of glasses <laughs> because I have ad blockers. Up right, and, but I I mean I, I don't doubt at all that this is going to find some place to live and breathe more than it has, like with gaming or. Some like I would think yeah, like with niches. surgeons or something yeah. like that, mm-hmm. where there's high def ways that they can view into your body, and the and the the surgeons not actually looking at your body; they're looking in this different. Or they want to do a new surgery and practice that way before they go right. and so do it on a real I think person. Be yeah. all kinds I mean, of that's where the 3D printers have really taken off in yeah. the medical field. Yeah, is being able to like if they're going to go in and correct something, they do the 3D copy and then they're able to go in and structurally see it and then yeah. fix it. So I think there'll be stuff like that. But I think I don't do think that ten years from now we're all going to be sitting in our living rooms with our fucking helmets on <laughs> and like looking at hey babe, well, what do you think is going on? Well, I, I think at that point, and that's where I think it's because we've gotten to a point with technology that it keeps on you know moore's law it keeps on getting smaller faster cheaper and then when it its initial push back in the 90s the late 90s it was too early and the 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 technology wasn't there the the ideas were there but the technology wasn't there to service it and now i think it's a virtual reality that which you could look in your your on your screen and do it wasn't like 3d move your head and move you move you know it's a it it's They've technologized it more. Is all I, and I and I feel like it's going to be kind of the same. What was the name of that damn? Remember the program online that everybody was paying for these virtual spaces and like ten thousand dollars. Second Life. Second Life. Is that yeah. even live anymore? It is still there. It's uh, it's like turned, MySpace. <laughs> it's yeah. It's turned into a niche community because yeah. there was a huge land grab. Right. Uh, prices skyrocketed, and then all these uh, corporations tried to get in there like. But McDonald's in virtual reality. Yeah. But see, 
the like, to me that was that, 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 that I, failed I hear you be- describing third life and I'm just like I'm out just like I never tried second <laughs> life or yeah. any of that. and I actually no. went in there and the uh, uh, I signed up to mm-hmm. get a free account and when you spawn in the first thing you land on this little island sort of mm-hmm. thing where you're near some cliffs and there's the water and it has a sign posted saying please do not push other players in the water so i spent the first five hours in there as soon as people new people spawn in uh, paul's pushing them over the cliff yeah. and then they're, they're, you see all these bodies down there running against the cliff wall like this because they don't know how to navigate and fly around there and i was laughing like, that's that see the that's best. all i would have done run around push people in the water and hump their leg i was i was i was griefing people for five hours and and I said, "Well, that was fun." And then I logged yeah. out and never logged back yeah. in again. But it's still out there. It's a niche. It's nowhere near what it was. Um, I, re- I think. I think the the big push for virtual All reality when it happened me, when I was in high. Many of you when I was junior high, but probably first year in high school. TV guy did a big article on holo- the future of holographic TV. TV Guide, which is no longer in print. I think they actually do. They're online. They're just online. Yeah, they're online. They're no longer print a magazine. They don't? Nope. No. At all? No. They got out of that. So, but that was their big thing. You're going to be able to sit in your living room and holographically you're going to watch your TV. And that was like in the 84, 85, and it never happened. It's never going to happen. I mean, I just, I don't know. I just, I doubt this, all this like type stuff. And again, it's going to have tons of uses here and there, but for the general person, like my kids won't even wear that. They hate the three D glasses, and there is techno savvy, techno ingrained. I can't get away from my iPad. Got to be online. Right. So, I there's some cool uses. I just I'm serious. Doubt well, it's like going to be an adoption. And we had mm-hmm. this uh, this talk a couple of weeks ago. Is that I'm amazed that you guys are thinking about getting that Apple Watch. I was like, Are you kidding me? Is, are the pagers back now? <laughs> it's like. Who's going to, I mean, and I'm sure a ton of people are going to buy them. I think they're a fad. Yeah. And I think I could not see myself spending that kind of cash for something that's going to be obsolete, just like their phones, within a, two or three years. I don't know what the, yeah. unless it's a, <laughs> this phone gets upgraded with some VR technology, I don't know what I'm going to need that, like, I could see myself with this phone in 10 years. No, and I guarantee you that uh, Apple will not let you do that because they develop their software to where right. you update your software and it uh, is no like, longer compatible with like oh, yeah. older it versions it'll brick your phone it, it'll yeah. brick my your phone. first generation yeah. iPad is, is dead in the water yeah, I, mean, it, I can't not, upgrade the operating it's system it's because yeah. of the resolution that they're broadcasting in it's because of all that stuff no okay. and they, they intentionally they've done some studies this thing outside developers have d- done some studies to where these companies they intentionally oh, it's planned change obsolescence. their it's planned obsolescence because they don't want you using but the functionality is not going to be any different. That's what I'm saying. There's not like they oh they added a camera or they added yeah this we upgraded the camera. It's now yeah. 800 it's, megapixels. All that stuff is going to it'll be 4K <laughs> resolution. Yeah. But see all the all but in the, terms of the innovation piece, there's not going to be anything new on my phone in ten years. It's not going to well, like pop up and display a, uh, a virtual reality right. world in your room. Well, right. and that that's what my point is with the apple watch is that i've already got a smartphone why do i need to wear because uh, some people just like the gadgets and it's a new gadget and they want some yeah I don't, nobody I don't, else has. is what, it is here's it a status issue here's is a pepsi it, challenge it's, how it's many people buy the iWatch versus how many people buy the headset for a vr thing i uh, bet you it's a thousand to one. Oh, i am more yeah, <laughs> yeah i 
Apple is going to sell a boatload of those watches. This is what I was saying earlier. For me, it feels like, and I don't. I'm not disagreeing. So sad for you. I'm not disagreeing anything in terms of your argument on the iWatch. Yeah, I think that that those are all valid points. But again, it's what does the consumer want versus what do they want to sell you? Do and the. It's well, that's really, what Apple it's very is really sketchy. genius at. Well, and it's very sketchy to me that people really did. People really want basically a small version of a phone. That but it's not, well a, it's not just a phone. I mean, it's basically a smartphone on your wrist. But you but can, it's, it's a do, shuffle. It's, it's a shuffle on your wrist. But you do, want to wear a helmet on your head. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> right. But yeah. I can't play TF2 that's in, true. on your iWatch. On my iWatch. I'll be you right might back. I could, but it'd be really small yeah. form factor. I can't, I can't look at my watch because I'm too busy throwing up from a VR helmet. <laughs> <laughs> See, I get two of the iWatches and I just I put earpieces Some on Some duct tape. That's right. Some blue Turn them into Google Glass. So, uh, all right, let's take a drink, uh, break, and make drinks. Take a drink and make okay. breaks. Yeah, drink, break. All right, drink, break, drinks. Break, drink. All right, bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to that segment of the Binge Watch Podcast. You can find us online at www.bingewatchpodcast.com, on Twitter at BingeWatchPC, and on YouTube and Facebook by searching for Binge Watch Podcast. favorite David Cross line ever was off, off of Mr. Show. Oh, yeah. And it was, before I die, I'm going to fuck me a fish. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that one. Oh, my God. I, how long ago was Mr. Show on? 15 years? I was living in Denton. Yeah, so long fucking time ago. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That Yeah, that's like mid-90s? Yeah, it was basically, what's the Hitchcock uh, lifeboat? <laughs> they had redone. So the, that's 20 years ago. Shit. It's like seventeen, yeah. When I it was ninety seven, ninety eight, somewhere in there. Oh, okay, yeah. Before I die, I'm gonna fuck me a fish. <laughs> I, I think the my favorite episode was the the uh, when the crunch, crunch, the, crunch, uh, crunch, 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 the, uh, crunch. The rock band visits the this kid that got horribly burned in the hospital, <laughs> and, he, and they pull the sheets down, and he has this like it looks like a cigar body. <laughs> got some horribly burned in his hand. It's David Cross's hand, <laughs> and they brought him the, the rock band brought him one of those leather wrist button bracelets with studs on it, and they're trying to figure out he's waving these little sausage arms, and so they we'll put it all around my waist. Like a like a belt because <laughs> like, like that big right. around. Looks like a burnt cigar, man. <laughs> How is he even living? <laughs> it's a great sketch. So I think we talk about what we postponed uh, in the the first uh, part there. Oh, SGU. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So I, I feel like we need to approach this in a way that we can actually get because I've been ta- I've been trying to get Ron to watch this show know, for like three fucking years. Oh my right? god, dude, it is. So you just started watching it, Paul? I, I'm on. I just finished up episode five, and Brian did not exaggerate at all. It is one of the. It is to me. It is very. If it, I wouldn't say. 
it's not better than the, the reboot of BSG. It, it's it's equivalent. It's equivalent, equivalent it's in a different way. It's right. it, it's really good. It is a really good show, and I'm. I'm just sort of milking it because I know there's only 20 episodes. Yeah, you know really? What? That's it. 20 episodes. 10 episodes per two seasons. Yep. Damn. Yeah, it's uh no, it's more than that, dude. I think it's, it's only um, 20 episodes. Yeah. I may be wrong. Here. Shit, I don't know. I, season one, I know for sure has more than I think it's 17 episodes in season one. I don't know. I'm looking. Star, they were consulting. 47 episodes. Oh, okay. oh, thank goodness. Yeah. So that? <clears throat> pull that number out. IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I think I was looking when I was because it's on Prime, right? And I could have swore when I was looking at the episode guide. Maybe 40. I just didn't scroll down and just showed ten per screen. It, I don't know how it works. You know, yeah. their thing is fucked. Yeah, but uh, so I, it's equivalent to BS, BSG, but it's not BSG. I mean, yeah. I think they were really smart in terms of. They didn't want to come like on the heels of Battlestar and, and be like, "Ooh, it's this other it's a thing." Right? Like, a, yeah, yeah, it's Battlestar ish. It is battle. It is Battlestar ish, <laughs> but it's not Battlestar light, right? Which would well, have been the 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 thing that they could have the bear trap, I guess, so to speak. They really could have stepped in right. to be like the next Battlestar, Battlestar light, because the the entire aspect of the show is very much in the vein of the other shows in terms of. Um, the world that they're in, how everything's constructed, but it is definitely veered from. And Atlantis is the only one I've seen. I think I've probably seen 20, 25 episodes of um, Stargate Atlantis. And it is very repetitive. It's very. Every show is formulaic. There's a problem that's presented at the beginning of the show, and they resolve it at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. And it kind of goes through this arc and has this mythology and all these things around it. <clears throat> But it's not very enthralling. It's not like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen next? It's not dramatic, as dramatic, right? And then, and then, Stargate Universe is <laughs> good. is very much in the same vein of reality based. It's very um, intense. The, the the relationships are very intense, and really, and you you may or may not be far enough. I mean, I'm sure you get it, but the 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 driving force of the uh, is Louis Fierre's character uh colonel young yeah versus the who was very militaristic and hey go get him and let's not think and let's just kill shit to uh robert carlisle's character uh dr rush who's very intellectual very thought out um makes they arrive at a lot of the same conclusions or thought processes but at different avenues in terms of like how they think Things should be handled and, and, and pushed forward, and I really do feel like Robert Carlyle was born to play this Doctor Rush role. I mean, he yeah. just fits it fits it to a T. Big B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's uh, <laughs> the, the guy, Doctor Rush. He's currently on that Once Upon a Time. He plays Rumpelstiltskin. Mm. Uh, I bowed out. Of, I tried to watch a few. I got a little bit into it, but he is really good on this show, and he's. Uh, I, I love his character. Yeah. I like the, the Eli character. I like him. Eli, I mean, there's so many great, and it's it's so well written, and there's probably, I would say, 10 or 12 kind of main characters, and, and yeah. some of the um, them are a little periphery type that you don't get to know a lot about, but the vast majority of them are well-drawn characters. You understand what they're about and why they're, you know, going about what their motives are and why they're driven by what they're driven by, and Eli is like the great... Because it is these very two antagonistic 
egos, right, that are clashing together and yeah. trying to drive this story forward. And Eli, a little bit, he's not comic relief, but he is a little bit of sanity kind of thrown in the mix. Yeah, and he is, uh, yeah, because he, you know, he he will try to inject uh, nerdy teen humor type of stuff in. Yeah, a little bit. Does voices and stuff like that, and uh, he sounds like somebody who would be very comfortable at like a comic con or something like that, or a sci fi well, con. And you'll see it as they go. The further they go, the more dire their situation becomes. I don't want to give away too many spoilers on this because it is some of the stuff is is fairly significant. Like if you know a turn or two, like you kind of figure it out. But the further they go through, and again, like we talked about initially, is no spoiler that. Within two or three minutes of the show, they're all projected onto this alien spaceship that's traveling at faster than light speeds across the universe, and it's galaxy hopping, and it's just going. Yeah. And, and they it, are literally billions of light years away yeah, from, from Earth. Earth so. Right. And so uh, then they just kind of have to start to figure things out from there, and they can communicate to Earth. And I think we have to be really careful around the communication stones. Yeah, I was I I think I texted you that I wanted to talk a little bit about that, but I'm going to shy away from that cuz that that's that's Yeah, I think that's the pertinent thing is that there are communication stones that allow the people on the ship to mentally swap bodies with people back on Earth. And that's how they're able to stay in contact with Earth. If you go any further down around that, yeah. it, they real they actually use that as a plot device. Throughout both seasons and twists and turns, it, and it is the first episode when those came up. I I think it was in four or five. Um, man, I was, and I just love like, and you you talked about this before. Just the the cinema, cinematography choices that they make, the angles, the uh, cutting of dialogue, the the time cutting that they do, cutting back and forth to Earth. It's so well done. And it doesn't feel like, okay, let's do a flashback. You know, right, it, right. it's that they're in action or like a dream sequence that does a flashback and it doesn't feel forced. It's really, the cinematography is beautiful. The lighting's beautiful. Like Brian said, the whole cast, very, very strong. It's not like you had like with MASH where you have one or two guys and then everybody else is like C actors. It's, yeah. it's really, it's just a Some well, characters. it's yeah. a really well done show. Who is this Chloe Armstrong on the show? She plays a very pivotal, and he's not to the point of this yet, but she's a very pivotal character. God damn she's it, Ron. <laughs> smoking. Two thumbs up. Smoking hot. Thumbs up where? <laughs> but I'm bumped. I'll be here all week. Try the veal. <laughs> Delicious. So, I, I, the thing, of, and, and this is where, I, I mean, when Battlestar was such a success, and when... I, f- I discovered SDU and how good it was. I was like, why are there not more, you know, things that are in this genre? Smartly done sci-fi. Yeah, because it's so, it's so rife. Mm-hmm. Like the, um, the well, S- uh, SG uh, Battlestar Galactica, in its favor, is that both properties are based off. Of, one was just a strict reboot, and the other one comes after long runs of the two other. Uh, uh, Stargate shows, mm-hmm. but Stargate is the lesser known property. Everybody knows who the original Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, because it was the only show of its time, really. Yeah, right. and it, it it it's it's well, it was the culturally television Star Wars basically. Yeah, and culturally more with way a, more people with it, a heavy it, Mormon influence. <laughs> yes. <laughs> thank, you, you thank, like you, some, thank you, Glenn Larson. Would you like some Perina dog chow? <laughs> uh, the um, 
it's yeah, and so it, it, wow. it benefited from that and also being just a terrific show, but it had uh people knew what it was. Yeah, but even or the name at least. This is my genre, one of my main ones, and even okay. I had never seen the SDU ad or understood it was out there until it popped up on Netflix one day. Yeah, and I like I like sci fi stuff a lot as I like well. Tacos. I like tacos. I like money. <laughs> but it's it's funny. I, I until you'd mentioned it, I'd never heard of it, and uh, man, forty seven episodes. Yeah, I'm gonna be. 40. I'm telling you, when you're done, no, this is my. I am. I'm halfway through season two, and I re, I wanted to rewatch it because there's. It's gonna be as you progress through it. I wanted to be grounded enough because it's been a, several years since I've seen it. But I'm halfway through season two for the third time, and I'm riveted on every single episode. It's that good. Yeah, and and that goes. We had talked about that before. Is that if you have any show, there are a lot of shows that there is zero rewatchability factor. Even yeah. if it's oh, that's a pretty good show. Are you gonna watch again? Yeah, yeah kind of like Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And see, but <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna sell this house because I'm burning it down. <laughs> but um, I could easily just. From the first five episodes, I can easily see myself just looping right back around and starting from scratch because there's there's a I'm already seeing there's a lot to catch right and that's that's like books that you reread that you read it again and you oh I didn't think about that or you catch that the first time yeah yeah and that's that complexity that depth of it and the just the enjoyability of it and what I really like one of the my main things I enjoy about rewatching shows like this is like you have, as you're watching the show initially, you kind of sort of make up your mind about characters like, Oh, four episodes in, I know what this person's about. Right. But episode 40, your mind has changed so much on what they're about, what their motivation is, whether they're a good person or bad person, why they're pertinent to the story and all that. And then when you go back the second time, you're rewatching that through the lens of knowing like mm, what you know true. down the road. Yeah. And it, you you know some characters I hate even more, or some characters I'm like, oh, I thought that guy was a dick for like a year and a half, but he's actually, you know, kind of a good guy when everything's right. done. And now I understand yeah. like why they're taking this approach or why they were, you know, wherever they were at any particular point in the story. Well, especially if anything that is that well written to where it has that amount of complexity. That they had, they allow the arcs to develop over time and change things and change what people's initial assumptions about characters were, or let them grow or let them falter. You know, it's I think that kind of stuff is that's what makes things po- uh, popular. And that's it, what surprises me when you said it's only two seasons. I'm like, what? <laughs> But you know, I would have easily watched that for five, six, seven years. Oh, yeah, that's something good like that. Oh, yeah, like PSG. I would have like you know, you could go on for twenty years and I would have watched it. Gaius. But here's a question though. Gaius. Uh, yeah, Ginger's not here to uh, talk about her Gaius crush. Um, but here's here's the thing though with te- with with television series of any any kind. Um, is there really in the writing from the writing side? Is there really an overall? You know, when they start the show, day one, there isn't there is there an overall story arc they're wanting to tell, or is it like in the case like I would think of like Lost could qualify this. You know, they got a general idea and they just throw it out there and hope it works. And if if it catches on, then oh crap! Now we've got to like figure out where this is going to go. Well, oh. I think the answer to that is they have oh, this sorry. super general arc 
and then the rest of it is made up as they go. Yeah. And the guy that just wrote the one of the main creators for um, one of the main writers, I should say, for Lost, just this week wrote like a seventeen thousand word blog post on <laughs> apology <laughs> for, <laughs> for that jacked up <laughs> ending of that show. Sorry, we made this stuff on the fly. As but we went. so they they went into that knowing like what the, how they wanted to start it and how they wanted to end it. Nothing in between. So much so that like writers are. We're still writing the episode, the first episode. They didn't know if Jack was going to die in the first episode or not, right? Right. And when they filmed the finding of the hatch, if that was at the end of season one or season two, or two, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. They had no idea at that point the writers what was on the other side of the hatch. <laughs> right, what's down there? And it was a, the what what you, what was on ended up being in the television show on the other side of that hatch was only decided upon when because this original creator because it lost it was and it's a really good blog article and i'm not going to pull it up now maybe post it in the show notes but he left the show because this show was consuming him like his time all his energy all his effort was going to the show but someone called him up and said hey this is the main thing that we're thinking about what is on the other side of the hatch and he reattached himself to the show and came back and said fuck no you're not you're not dumbing the story down and 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 took, came back as the showrunner type on the writer side of it and yeah. and pushed forward from there because he thought all their ideas were dumb. Well, and mm. and that uh and that show, man, that that show was so popular when it was mm-hmm. running. So, well, it was a, it was a, such a great premise. I mean, I remember yeah. watching the pilot and it was just oh, I was hooked immediately. I was like, "Holy cow, this is awesome," you know. And right. but you had no idea where you know where's this going to go? What's that thing out there in the jungle making that noise? You know, so the why, is there, for, why is there a polar bear on yeah, this island? Is there, why is there a polar? You so know? the ideas on the hatch ranged from it was a cave that led down to uh, all these polar bears, and then somehow they'd have to explain why all these polar bar- bears were there. Bars. It, <laughs> it was a submarine that had been shipwrecked there long ago and buried by the sand somehow. I mean, you know, in, it ended up being that there's a dude down there that has to push a button every 180 <laughs> minutes, right? 108 right, yeah. minutes or whatever it was. Minutes, yeah. And uh, so it was in, exactly what your question was. The vast majority of that stuff is unknown and is created on the fly. <laughs> some I some poor sh- schmuck out there is going to come so. across this and hasn't watched lots. It's like, you ruined yeah. that. I think there's some That's things. That's fucking fault. Some yeah, shows, there's, a, there's a statue. Some shows maybe on. like, you know, like say the, the Star Trek, you know, second series, the next generation. You know, there's some things like they have not general idea. We want to like do Star Trek for, you know, the you know, in the future. Yeah, and every one of those episodes is written by like Star Trek New Generation, the vast majority of them are written by different writers. Right. Not connected to the show. One of them being Ronald Moore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, they 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 had a general idea. We want to get a cast, we want to make a Star Trek series for the you know so there's there those shows but the, each one though is that's not a that's not an overall really true story arc. It's more just individual episodes. So that's easy, I think easier to do. And then if it catches on fine, and they, just, they can just keep cranking them out and tell different stories every time. But a show that has a um, an overall story arc like Lost, you know, where is it? Where does it begin? Where does it end? Um, and then what do we do between those two points? You know, did they when they make it? Because a lot of shows don't survive season one and they get canceled yeah so they okay we can end it, we can start it here we can end it up here and then but then when it catches on it becomes really popular and it's, then it's almost like oh crap now we've got to like extend this out or we've got to change the arc we've got to change the story somehow and I think that it, that's why season maybe two and three of Lost suffers a lot 
as they meander around because they didn't i don't think they knew where they wanted to take it i mean from the blog post and he actually i think if i remember correctly there's he takes pictures of and there's um he he posts pictures of someone that was actually there in the writers meeting taking all the notes and has it all dated and stuff that um initially going into the show like right before shooting they knew like hey it's an island and somehow it's this nexus point between good and evil and these you know it's been there forever and somehow it draws people to it to tell these stories or have these things battled out i mean they knew so little about what in <laughs> retrospect like right. you, what you know about more the general show. terms so, something know. something plain something something polar bears yeah, something something <laughs> so, aircraft, good and evil yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is the dark guy this is the light and a smoke guy. monster <laughs> yeah <laughs> and this weird <laughs> and sh- some bushes shake yeah, yeah. And a and a pirate ship that was probably all <laughs> created around probably some foley yeah, guy coming right. up with a really killer sound effect. Oh, that's yeah. that's awesome. Let's use that. <laughs> that's a yeah. nice sound. How can we work that? In? We'll be back in five. <laughs> well, let's come up with something, guys. Yeah, and I think it's difficult to have um, everything completely laid out and then try to go shoot yeah. that because again, if you do that and you get canceled a season in or two right. seasons yeah. in, you're kind of foobar. Yeah. And then there's all these things that are left unexplained. And that's really like what you're going to find, Paul. As season two is when they really start to figure out like what the ship is about, what's the purpose. The oh, name you of the mean ship is Destiny, the, SGU. The, the last season? Yeah. <laughs> season two, <laughs> the last season? Yeah. Uh, Curse. And you find out like what that ship is there, why it's traveling through the universe and all that stuff. Because the ship is, uh, from what I've gathered now, it... It's the same technology, based off the same civilization's technology that made the Stargates. It's the ancient, and it's yep. thousands of years millions old. of years old, millions of years. Well, old. where I'm currently at, Brian, it's they think it's thousands of years. So don't maybe in season three they were going to reveal that it was billions of years old. <laughs> You'll never know, Carl Sagan. Billions of stars. Billions yeah. and billions. So there's there's a ton of un, unanswered things in season two that. But well, that's now cool that I too, now that I know that it's not just ten episodes per. I, that you got I have, it a little I'll, I'll, stronger. I'll watch it a little bit because it's forty five. You know, forty five minutes, twenty episodes per. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, forty five minutes an episode, and it is. It's just a fun watch, yeah. and you should watch it, Ron. All right. It's it's intriguing. It's got great characters. Got it down. Got a, it's got a hottie like you just showed us the picture of Chloe. Yep. Yeah, she's she's an integral character too. And who so. knew that Chloe Kardashian could I really know. act like? I know. <laughs> I know this is before uh, she got all big. Different Chloe. Oh. Well, Chloe's a character's name. Not, uh, Ellis, Ellis. I'm not fat. I'm big boned. <laughs> is the actress's name? Yeah, and and she she does a good job. Tall redhead. And uh, the guy who Louis Fiera is the guy who plays Deckard in Breaking Bad. Oh, Louis Farrakhan. Fair. I don't know how he's Canadian. I don't know how to pronounce his name. No, Louis and Clark. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that guy. So I'm glad you watched it. Yeah, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I, I know. I now that I I know it's 47 episodes, I'll I'll pick up the pace a little bit of a, a stronger bit. clip because I, I want. I've been almost treating it like I watch like a couple episodes a week. Just because I'm enjoying it, and I, it's one of those it. things that, yeah, and I, I, I think about what happened in the episode after I finished watching it. It lingers with me a little bit. I love shows like that. Mm, what it's I, not just okay. Put that one to bed. What I like about that show is they they stray away. You know, BSG, like you were talking about in the Mormon religion or whatever, is very 
you know, at its heart has this rel- religiosity to it that some gold, some, way, gold, yeah. some S- gold tablets. SGU does not. I mean, they do talk about there are episodes around things that happen on their travels, like how could you not? How could you believe in all in faith and all that stuff? But it's not core to the show. The, right. The, the show is much more around if you put these people in this situation, even though that. They should, and their survival requires them all to be on the same page and have the same goals and all this. People just ain't like that, man. People are fucking stupid, and they will. <laughs> they'll have little sections, and they will pursue uh, separate agendas. Self-interest, and their egos, self-interest and all egos, that. and that's much more around that aspect of that than where. And that's true in BSG too. All that stuff is yeah, in there, but. Agree, it, yeah. But it's also they have a lot of themes around the around the gods and and God and all that stuff and mm-hmm. um, it's it's not as heavily laden and I think that would have been like one thing if they tried to really overlay this mythology onto SDU it wouldn't have felt consistent with the other shows and it would have made it much more of like yeah hey, you're just trying to be you know BSG two or whatever right yeah it's uh, and that was. Uh, that was in 2010, 2012. Um, that, that, let me back up here. SGU? Yeah, uh, yeah, because we talked about that. I think. Nine, ten, and eleven. Eleven, but it was just the two seasons. In there. Yeah, it is. We talked about that before. Is that that was just right before the opportunity that it would have got snatched up by? Oh, you're not going to continue that Amazon? Oh, within or, a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah Netflix yeah. would have picked this up. Yeah, oh, yeah. somebody would. Yeah. That would prime. Yeah, and it would probably still be running. Yeah. yeah, it's a shame. It's well, you say it's a shame. It's but like you, you finished it and you're re- rewatching. Is that it felt incomplete to you? Yeah, it's just like it. Was I would have cut. loved to have known what these characters went on and did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a shame. Well, I, yeah. I, I still think there's an opportunity for it. Like with the uh, uh, to live on if if it ever picks up mass super mass appeal uh, probably just through this podcast it'll pick up several I think thousand billions views billions of people will watch yeah. it billions of stars well it usually uh, gets canceled though you know dropped uh, you know now before before today's where somebody else could pick it up and, and use it for their streaming service but any show like that you know you're always kind of left like what. Wait, this is unresolved. I want to know where this where yeah. this could go. Like and it was like me and uh, the the Sarah Connor Chronicles. It was like, uh, okay, we just kind of like dropped a new element into this. Where is this going to go? And I uh, never get to find out. The right. John John Thanks. Boehner Bionicles. Thanks, Fox. <laughs> yeah, the uh, that and that's the thing is that it seems like there would be such an opportunity for it to live on in novelizations like they do with the Star Wars universe. Um, uh, graphic novel form because you could take can continue the storyline line like they do with the Buffy comics. You know the show's no longer being made, but they still make graphic novels based off of that universe. Once you establish a universe, it's it's easier to spread out into other media. And even if you can never get the original cast together to do more episodes or to hit the microphone like Ron yeah, just did, just did. Uh, kicking it with his scarred up leg <laughs> um, you could you could take an opportunity to bring it into other media especially graphic novels and comic books we know I read an article, slam dunk read an article the other day about you know, speaking of Star Trek um, 
you know, kind of asking the question, you know, well, actually, the story was about there's a possibility of a new Star Trek uh, series, television series, yeah. uh, being developed and coming out um, uh, next year or two. But, the you know, it was like, well, it's been a long time since the last, uh, it's been like 10 years that was, since uh, the last series, since, was, was it, it Enterprise? Was it, uh, was it uh, <coughs> yeah, Enterprise, that that was the one with uh, Inter- Quantum Leap guy. Yeah, right? Enterprise, yeah. I've, I've watched the first uh, season. Enterprise is a good show, but here's what I, the difficulty I had is that these shows progressively went back in time in that universe and it got to be like less sophisticated technology wise and all this right. other stuff and it just wasn't as interesting for that's me. what I that's what I never really got into it yeah. I, but well, I, heard the, that, I heard that is like so what the premise I think or the idea that has been kicked around now for like you the, want for a new new expanded not right. less well, than, <laughs> excuse me the the, the God, I know, you just sw- swallowed a goldfish uh, yeah <laughs> it was a school of tadpoles <laughs> at least yeah <laughs> Uh, the new uh, premise, the new idea for a Star Trek series is uh, called Star Trek Federation, and it's supposed to be set in the in the future. Um, as far as you know, the Federation has gotten this huge; it's become you know the Universal Empire, oh. and um, not like a, not in a bad way, not an empire in a bad way, but just has become the you know United Federation of Planets. It's huge, and it's all. You know the Klingons and Ferengi and Romulans are all part of it, to, to, and but it's more about um, at least the premise they're selling on this. The idea, the, the show idea, the runner idea was that um, you know they're fat and happy and everything's great, and then a new you know from another side a of the quadrant of the universe, a new threat comes. comes <laughs> the, <in>. the Reavers. <laughs> I, I mean, I could buy that because it's just, it's. I don't know what's going to happen. The board. Right. And that's where I, I bogged down in Enterprise. I know how I know how this universe advances. Right. I know where this goes. I know how it ends. Not that I know whatever is going to be in every single show. Right. But there's yeah, you know, you're not going to surprise me a lot. But I was going to say that Stargate has announced a reboot trilogy. Mm-hmm. They did they announced it like last year. Like and film, I don't know film or television. Film. I don't know if that's going to happen. Well, you know, Hollywood can't think of anything new, so they have to re- continually reboot. Oh, stuff. speaking of reboot, uh, you remember that um, show back in the early '90s called Coach, mid '90s. Yes, that is coming back. There, it's being picked up. It, I think it's just going to be twelve episodes, and it's going to be the same. It's the same main actor. But just, he he had retired. Yeah, he's the dad in Parenthood. Yeah, he yeah. Uh, he retired Nelson, at the Craig Craig T Craig T Nelson. Craig T Nelson Riley. Yeah, right. Craig T Nelson. Yeah. He at the end of the coach uh, television series, he had retired from coaching. Well, now then this re reshuffle of it, he's coming back and he's going to be like just a part time assistant coach or something like that. Yeah. And you know, a lot of time has passed. From that previous point, I'm hey, like, what was the name of the show that was exactly like that? But starred Burt Reynolds, uh, Smoking the Bandit. <laughs> I don't think no, so. That was a movie. Uh, he was a coach, and uh, oh, Cannonball Run. Ingve <laughs> <laughs> Mountain. I'm still, I'm still thinking no. But um, David Cameron. <laughs> Potentially, potentially. Oh, Hooper, Hooper. <laughs> oh, T.J. Hooker. I loved him in that show when he that slid was, across the car. That was Shatner. That was Shatner. Shatner. I shattered my pants. <laughs> yeah, I shattered my pants. 
Cut. Uh, uh, Burt Reynolds was in a television show. I'm gonna have to. Look. You guys talk. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah. Right, yeah, look up, look up that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat an olive out of my dirty martini. Ah, out of your dirty martini. The dirty I'm, Sanchez. I'm on my the uh, dirty Sanchez martini. <laughs> Paul's dirty Sanchez martini. Mm-hmm. I'm on my. Uh, Paul, you just I take the olive and wipe fifth. it across my upper lip. By the way, I'm, I'm watching Paul eat this martini, and dude, your beard is like getting crazy. Wide and and long. It's pretty. Uh, you may call me Jebediah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fucking magnificent. I was thinking of Parenthood and Braverman, Zeke Braverman. You you want to call start calling you Zeke? That's right. I I short for Ezekiel. Yeah, uh, Ezekiel Allen. Ezekiel's wheel up, <laughs> fire wheel in the sky. Now let me. T- I've been studying this for a long time, and now let me tell you why it's okay to marry your sister. You may have seen me on Amish Wars. <laughs> That's yeah, a, you have got the Amish beard going. I, I, I need to shave off my mustache and just leave the beard. <laughs> and then be freaky. They, um, it's it's so funny because um, up at work because um, I've been growing this out. Evening this whole- Shade was the name of this. Oh, oh yeah, no. yeah. Mm. I remember the name at least. Is, I don't think it. I ever sullied my brains. <laughs> Me either. An episode. Wood Wood Newton, an ex football, a pro football star who has returned to his Arkansas home of Evening Shade to coach the high school football team. How many uh, shows did that do? Too seasons? many. <laughs> More than one, unfortunately. Right. It's just like you were talking about coach, and I was like, I couldn't put my. Was what was the other thing that was like coach? Yeah, so I'll be Burt Reynolds. I, I I'll, I'll be interested. In, I don't know if it's just a limited run, or if they're actually, if maybe is like we was talking about with the unbreakable Sticking Kimmy the, Schmidt, where they the water, where they yeah, where they're going to test the water. It's a trial balloon. See if it gets good ratings, and then maybe it goes to Netflix. Or to Prime or something like that. Maybe this is a new model we're seeing is that they'll start rehashing shows and seeing if there's... eight episodes of Evening Shade. I can't wait till they reboot. 98 episodes of that? The yeah. reboot of Evening Shade. Four years it was on. Uh, it had Hal, Hal Holbrook on there, man. It had to be good. He's a good actor. Charles Durning. I like Hal Holbrook. Uh, Charles Durning. He's, uh, Mary Hal- Lou Henner. Hal Holbrook, he's doing. Uh, he's doing a, a, a. Is he still doing the theater run of where he's doing the one man show of Mark Twain? I don't know, but he was. In, he was really good. I saw some some he snippets on, of that. Uh, he does that really well. He, he was really on well. Sons of Anarchy, I think. Hal Holbrook is still alive. Yeah, he's, he's doing freaking ninety. Yeah, he's doing. He was last I heard. It may not be going. He was doing a a production where he was a one man. Show of he was good on Mark Sons Twain. of Anarchy. He played yeah. the old uh, Alzheimer's father. He is. One a, of the, of yeah. Gemma. Speaking of voices, says, like voiceover uh, guy, he could, he's a has an awesome voice. Not as good as you. Well, true. Few do. Not as much bass in the place. Right. I do voiceover of Gayborn. <laughs> I do it. My name is Rock Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> That's not who you want to be. He <laughs> is on the rock. You should probably come up with a newborn name. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Like, my name is Cock Hudson. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just read the script, and it looks like I'm acting opposite of Rock Hudson. I think I'm going to bow out of this film. <laughs> my name is Twink McMaybe. Yeah. <laughs> Twink McMaybe? <laughs> yeah. What is that? Well, that's the Irish little frail tie boy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Interesting. So, uh, I don't know if you guys have another show you want to talk about. I but there's another show and this this show is like near and dear to my heart. It's it's in the vein of Stargate, but it's Your not tiny my, cold little heart. <laughs> yeah, my tiny cold little heart. Um so you, you 
probably maybe heard of this probably not i hadn't i didn't hear of it until i started watching it is it a bbc show no it is an australian tv show and oh. have you ever heard is of there or any watched sh- is there any shrimp on the barbie farscape oh yeah farscape yeah i've watched i watched, watched a f- several episodes okay. of farscape that was uh, uh done in conjunction with the henson company the yeah. creature shop right right so farscape starts out on and that's very that's sort of sgu ish as shoestring of a budget as you can imagine. Yeah. It's for the, the pilot. When you watch the pilot, you're like, holy shit. Is amazing. $9.50, I think, is what they spent on this. I can mm. see the foam on their creatures. <laughs> but, and that's part of the cool part of the show, too. It it You see that girl from no money. They have zero money to do anything. And it's like, how do they do these aliens? And and some of them are you know people in costume, and some of them are you know puppets or whatever Muppets or whatever. And that, that was an original for the Sci Fi Channel, right? No, it was. Uh, it was. It, I think they showed it on Sci Fi here, but it was. It's an Australian TV production. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know if it shows right here. It's, it's on Prime right now. It has four ser- four seasons. It used to be uh, on Netflix. 92 episodes. It was on Netflix for a long and then time. And then they, it went out of uh, whatever they're licensing for it. Right. Were. And so here's yes. like, it, it's a really cool show. I love the cast. This is like one of those guilty pleasure, near and dear. Um, I don't care that it had, it didn't have all the money in the world thrown at it. It had great stories, had great characters. I loved it. And it was, um, but the, this is the, so I've told you guys, I'm sure a ton of times how, um, when Chloe was little, she was like totally didn't want nothing to do with me. Like I would say, I'm going to kiss you if you don't do this. And that's, that's, I would get her to do stuff she didn't want to do because of the threat of having to give me a kiss or a hug. <laughs> she would just do it. I don't want touches from my father. <laughs> so Farscape was, when I started watching Farscape. a little Farscape, bit witter than a minute. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry. And uh, you don't worry. You, ah. you don't, um, this isn't that type of podcast where you need to, Conv- you know, confess stuff like that, Paul. <laughs> but this Chloe, <laughs> awkward silence. <laughs> <laughs> Chloe oh, was four, and she was able to watch this show. And she would come. I would have this on, and she would come in, and she would snuggle in my lap, and we'd watch this show. It's very sci-fi. It's very aliens and spaceship, and they're on the run, and this little band of um, people, much like. Um, uh, Buck Rogers, T.J. No, Hooker, T.J. Hooker, exactly like T.J. Hooker, and they would slide across the top of their, uh, their spaceship. spaceship, just yeah, like yeah. he did the hood mm-hmm. of the car all the time. Nice. Um, but it, it it has and it morphs. There's a couple of casts of char- the cast changes a little bit because there's a uh, one of the characters is having to don this blue makeup every time they film. Yeah. And if you've read anything or seen anything about people that have to wear makeup all the time, you're, you can, your body can have horrible reactions to your skin can't breathe appropriately, mm-hmm. um, all these weird well, medical that, things come up. And she actually had to quit the show. She did not want to quit the show. And this was her one big break, and she never really had another one again, but she had to quit the show. <laughs> David Caruso. David Caruso. Well, and that, that's funny because the same thing happened to uh, the guy who played Jed Clampett. Yeah, um, he was going to be For the, the tin man, the tin man yep. and they put that aluminum oxide uh, makeup on him, and he had a severe reaction. He like he almost died. <laughs> yeah, and he couldn't he couldn't play the part, so yeah. it went to the other. And actor. and um, yeah. much like that, and that kind so of he became f- a hill, hillbilly instead. <laughs> that was Barnaby Jones. 
Barnaby Jones. He, um, <laughs> well, Barnaby Jones. You'll soon see universe. Everything comes back to, to Barnaby, Barnaby Jones. Jones. <laughs> what was the? Uh, it's the linchpin. The next. Was it the the real McCoys? That's a different. Is that that's a different guy or is that him? No, that's not Buddy Epson. No, no. Not, not Buddy. Um, I just Buddy. Remember. I love his salts. Epson salts. Ah. Uh, oh. So there's a certain age range of Epsom salt. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> all this everybody stuff, younger the bath than salts that make you see all the funny what? colors and stuff. <laughs> it might be. You don't know what. You ain't, you ain't the boss of me and <laughs> my bath salts. I'll ingest them any way I Doesn't like. Doesn't like make you like crazy and want to eat people? <laughs> Only when I use a turkey paster and I inject them up. Like, but, yes. But when she. Yeah, you don't have to. It's not that kind of podcast. You don't have to make these confessions all the time. I do actually. This is if I can air this out for the world, I'm a better man, stronger but man. I think you guys will like this show. I know you'll like Claudia Black, who is the the hot and sexy uh, girl from the show. She actually crossed over onto a couple of um, other shows. She was on Stargate Atlantis, I think, for a while, right? And a couple other the, of those sci-fi shows that were shot here. Um, it's a great cast. It's a great story. It, it it kind of sits with one foot in that Muppet world, yeah, but, but serious and believable. Right? Well, it's it's more like sort of like Dark Crystal and and then that and the feel. other foot is in like the Stargate universe type of world, right? Where it's yeah. a serious sci-fi show, and is this they do Farscape. Yeah, yeah, that's them. She wears yeah, because uh, she's, she's in leather the leather. whole time. Uh, Farscape, the the right. ship they're on, it, it's uh, it's. Uh, advanced AI, it, it can yeah. talk and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, the ship is alive. Yeah, it's literally alive. alive. It's yeah. not AI, it's oh, she, alive. Yeah. She was in Atlantis? I think so, yeah, for a while. There's a picture here of the Atlantis dude. Let me see. Oh, yeah. yeah she was, was in... The guy the thing on his forehead. Oh, the onk? Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that little mark of Ingve Mountain <laughs> <She's>, on his forehead. <laughs> she's done a lot of voiceover work. Um... She was in the Stargate movies, and she was on Stargate for a while, the Arc of Truth and Continuum. Um, she's done a lot of voiceover work for because she's sort of kind of become semi-famous have, in this. Like, oh, she was yeah. in Pitch Black. Yeah, have, yeah. Have yeah. you seen Have you seen any of Continuum, the movie? Yeah, the Stargate. Yeah, I've seen all the Stargate movies. Oh, okay. They're good. Was it good? Was it good? They're okay. Yeah. And 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 a lot of those Stargate movies were they did them to kind of fill in some some story gaps, like to bring all the series right. together and make it where it made sense. She was in SG One. She was um, in all the movies. She did Farscape, The Peacekeeper Wars, which after Farscape got canceled, they did a couple of movies to kind of tie the story up. Yeah, wrap things up. Yeah. The, uh, was Stargate was it was it a made for TV property or was it a uh, a sci-fi book first. What was the? It back? was just a movie. It was, it was a script and made into that movie. Oh, okay. And then they based the series off that. Yeah. And okay. Then the, and then the two guys came back behind it and said, "Hey, that's kind of a cool thing. Like, there's a lot of, you know, because you in the movie you just see like this. You're on this. You're on Earth and you're on this other planet. But you realize that there's these beings that are traveling from planet to planet via all these different mechanisms. Um, and that's where the Stargate the series start to riff. Now I can't like SG one is not for me. Right. It's very much too much in the corn, kind of, sort of cornball, cornball corn E sci-fi. And, and I can't do it. It does take itself seriously, but it reads to me and I get really bored with it pretty quickly. It's kind of cornball type stuff. Yeah. And that's the funny thing. Cause uh, anytime you establish a little universe like that and you, and it has popularity and it 
it's like a positive feedback loop. Uh, like with you take look at just the Star Wars universe and the expanded universe, they have a small team dedicated to <coughs> to just keeping continuity going hmm, and making right. sure that there's because there's so many novels, there's so many Star Wars novels, expanded universe right. novels, to and try and make sure Clone Wars, and and to make sure that they don't accidentally screw something up, right? Like timeline wise or. Like okay, this guy had a purple lightsaber. Why is it not purple? You know, and the, mm-hmm. and that's like a full time job for the small small team. I don't think it's very big team, but I mean that somebody would have to have a full time job just keeping track of all how crazy this and the the Wikipedia. I think they call it for the Star Wars Wikipedia. The Wikipedia, yeah, haha, <laughs> Wookies, yeah, yeah. Uh, got it, <coughs> um, got it. And it, I went uh, diving in there when we was working on. I was working at that company on the Star Wars Connect game, and that you could spend months going through all. It's like a regular Wikipedia, like going through all. It's just for Star Wars, going right. through all the information, all the characters, all the history. It's like this made, very rich, made up universe that makes a certain amount of sense. Well, I think, like, with Farscape, and, and not that it's like Firefly, right? But Farscape has, it, it makes sense within itself. Like it's plausible. Fire, like, in, Firefly in, in, makes in sense its, within itself. Yeah. And Firefly's not, like, hardcore sci-fi, right? And start, no. and uh, yeah. uh, Farscape's no, there's no alien, much There's the no aliens way. in Firefly, and it's all, it's humans. Right. Well, Farscape has aliens and all that stuff, so, but it it it, it, it is, it, it, Sci-fi, yet it's not hardcore sci-fi. It doesn't alienate other type of fans, I don't believe. But I, I think you guys would like Farscape. If, if you've watched I've, it... I've watched... Uh, I've probably watched about... in about, season two and three. I've and, watched about ten, ten episodes. Yeah. This first season is kind of... It's cool, but you kind of have to kind of wade through them, like finding a voice and getting money behind it and it, getting better special effects and that kind of stuff until season two and three. And you're like... And then season four... It really they can branch out and they it get they have a lot of episodes that are reminiscent of um, for me to the original Star Trek where they can kind of step out there a little bit and introduce some wacky concepts but still be kind of true to the show and what what's happening like and and so if you think about original Star Trek where they go back and it's that world that's sort of like. Nazi Germany, yeah, mm, and they have to right. go down and like disguise themselves and run around, but still kind of made sense within the the what's going on with the show. Yeah, not that there's anything like that, but there's you know it's a little bit of wacky concept. So they start to introduce the writers do, and it, and it, I thought it played really well. There's some of my favorite episodes. Do you know if off the top of your head if it uh, Farscape, if the Henson Company, if that was was that a property of theirs? I don't believe so. Or were they just? The, I think they were brought in. They were to just help brought in these, to okay because there's only to visually supplement it. One of the main character, one of the main characters, is really, and I don't know what the the true technical oh, term. The, the little guy, yeah, with the big mouth. Is he, yeah. is he a muppet or puppet? It's a it's a, they call them muppets. Okay, it's a puppet. Technically, it's a puppet, but the License term is a Muppet. Muppet. Well, I don't even think you'd call the Farscape characters Muppets. It's a, it's not an animatronic. It's a puppet, basically. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's a guy. It's a sock with a dude. <laughs> yeah. It's it's red hot chili. But Paris. I think that they yeah. were they were brought sock, in sock puppet. Yeah. For that specifically, and I think that was really their own only involvement. 
I don't know too much about the show, but all the actors are Australian. And the production value, it's not shot here in the United States, for oh. sure. Speaking of Australian, I am looking forward to the new Mad Max movie. I know, but it's like five years in production, three years shooting, and it comes out in like 2019 or something. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was coming out bit, this year. It's coming out this year, actually. I know, but I saw the trailer a year ago. Yeah. Well, that's not uncommon, though. I Fury, mean, it's Fury Road, right? Yeah. Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, right. it looks pretty damn cool so i'm i'm looking forward to that and is and charlie theron theron is in it i think so yeah charise theron yeah, yeah. she's in it mm-hmm. oh, she's on her knee and the trailer does in the sand kneeling yeah she have like her head shaved or something yeah like this? yeah interesting yeah yeah it's funny that that it could be like really cool or super let down uh, yeah i know that, uh, that's my feeling the, uh, the be... blonde actress in sgu the medic Mm-hmm. Uh, she reminds me of Charlize. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. she has the same sort of. I vibe. really like her character. Yeah, her, uh, so far I like it. They, you know, the colonel puts her in charge while they they go off. Getting yeah, stuff. she goes through. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to start talking about an actual story. But I was like, they go, they go off getting stuff, getting stuff. <laughs> but um, you know, then that's the thing in uh, for SDU. No, no character escapes the grist mill of the shit that they have to go through. They all have to like march through this in order to survive and move forward. Like you, it it very much is. I think they teleport in with like 50 people or something like that. Yeah. And it's like strongest survive as they go forward. And And that's the, uh, Oh, that's her with not shaved head, but just very, very super short hair. Almost a shaved head. I'm not, I don't dig that look. I don't dig the pixie cut or anything. I like long hair. Well, yeah, generally speaking, I do. I do too. But just in, in the Mad my, Max world, this is for, probably about as best you for, can get. For my post-apocalyptical <laughs> women, <laughs> I love. Now there was that one in Road Warrior that had the long hair and ends up getting killed on top of the tanker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did I send y'all that that uh, that uh, JPEG of uh, of off of Walking Dead? Deanna interviewing Carol. And Deanna says, so what are you good at? And she said, uh, blowing shit up and killing people. (laughs) 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 Fucking shit up. And she's, and and Deanna, Deanna said, Deanna says, what? What did you say? She says, oh, laundry and baking cookies. (laughs) 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 Awesome. (laughs) Blowing shit up and killing people. (laughs) Yeah, no, I love That's totally, that's totally Carol. Those, those memes that started the, the, right after the cookie episode. Those are pretty damn funny. Yeah. In my opinion, uh, for Walking Dead, Carol is the most dangerous fucker on that show. Well, and here's what I and I, and I, I mean that a, in a total respectful, no, me too, awesome but, way. Well, and here's yeah. the I thing like that I've mentioned this again and again and again, and this is what drives me crazy about shows is that you're going to take like The Walking Dead or some something like that, where in like Lost, okay, and your characters are going through quote-unquote, the shit that, that's a crucible that's going to reforge who they are. They have to come out on the, the other side significantly different. Like where, where Carol goes in as the abused wife. Yeah. And, you know, she's readily admits, like, if the zombies or I don't even remember how her husband died, hadn't it got him, she would be dead because she would have been beaten to death, right? Yeah. Right. In some abusive way. Where now on the other side of that, now if she met him like let's say her husband oh she would gut gut him like a fish she would see him and go 
I'm the stronger of the two, you are going to die, right? Yeah. That's that's characters have to go through that. And this is what drives me crazy and this is what and I'm not going to get spoilery at all. But there's well, several we'll, characters we'll, we will issue a a generalized alert. If you're not current on the show, then shame on you. But yeah, don't worry but, about it. Um, yeah, what, one, one show you have to be current. There's on. a couple yeah, of the yeah. characters that are going that are in now Excuse that I feel like like I, I like Rick's big spiel at the end of the last episode, <laughs> the dictatorship. <laughs> I, I've been waiting because at some point it does come down to that. What him and Carol have now rotated around to you. You're either fucking strong or you're fucking dead, right? Yeah. Where uh, I can't. What's the Asian guy? I'm sorry, uh, sorry, Glenn. Ron Oriental, Glenn. Glenn. <laughs> Glenn. Glenn. Where Glenn. he tells that character, I thought everyone, Orientals are things, Asians are people, right? right. And he says, Got I it. thought everyone like you was dead already to that guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the way it should be. You are strong and you're fit and you understand the challenge before you, or you're dead or gonna die. Well, that's See, the whole problem with the whole Alexandria you know, little commune there is that those people got in there. They're lucky that they got in there, but they got in there without experience in the world. So they, they, they're, they're greenhorns, you know, they're, and, yeah. and if they were outside those walls, they would be dead. They well, would die. And that's, that's the thing is and that, that and, the, and to Glenn's point, you guys are the danger now, right? That the ones of us that know what we're doing, know how to survive. They, are going they to be brought down by the, you by guys, you they will get asses. people killed. And that's the thing that, cause I haven't, um, I think I'm going to start reading the comic because apparently it it shifts gears across the TV show enough that they, they're similar ideas, but they've changed the timeline right. yeah. and they're people, but they're not doing the same thing. And yeah. it's pretty safe. To I got a the comic. There's no Daryl. Yeah, uh, and that's the the funny thing about especially this season. I've really enjoyed it this season. It's finally like yes, this okay. Walking Dead is back. Uh, and tonight is the last episode, and there was a. I have a link. I'll send it to y'all, y'all guys later. Is it getting canceled? <laughs> I hope <laughs> uh, not. Uh, the it was on Slate.com, I think it was, and it. And I, I only read the headline. I was like, I'm going to watch the season finale tonight. Then read this article because sometimes they do stupid shit like almost spoil things. Right. Um, and it's, it, the article basically is is outlining reasons why. They Daryl should die in tonight's finale, and I was like, I am not reading it before I watch the fucking episode. <laughs> just in case they're theorizing, they hit right on, and I'll go, God, and then I go set a building on fire somewhere. Here's what's going to cause me to set a building on fire: if we're Carol and Rick and a couple of other and uh, the Oriental guy are. <laughs> With I feel he's a rug. He's very oh, useful. Oh, he he ties the room together. <laughs> where Glenn is, where I feel like they're appropriately so. They've come out the other side of this, and they are the new people. They're the new right. the survivors. One, the, they're the survivors. survivors. They're the ones that should go forward. Know what if, needs to be done. Well, and if that's I whole, feel like that, if the show not I feel like, but if the show cuts them off at the legs, which was not happy the way the fucking last episode ended, and 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 goes, oh yeah, you guys have built up to these characters, but oh, we can't have you get get it and start to turn the corner, and it's either live or die for you guys, and then putting your philosophy on to other people because, oh, we still all want to get happy and be along and have a community and stuff. No, it's the end of the fucking world. It does not... You can't have a community and you can't be all nice. It, well, and you, At some you, point, you, leaders have to come forth and take you 
to some destination well, and, in the future. And, that, and that's the thing, and I'll say spoiler alert, just for, if you haven't watched the past couple of episodes, but the whole thing that drives me crazy with Deanna in Alexandria is that she, oh, we don't kill people, we just exile them. Well, what the fuck do you think that is? It's dead. Is that yeah? Right. It's you're you're you're, you're just doing a you're doing a slow murder on them. Right. <laughs> you know, it's it's what is well the mindset. It's ridiculous. It's, the mindset is oh well, maybe they'll make it out there. You know? No, they won't. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if they're living like you jokers are, I mean, right. Well, we can't do one of your people about, goes out. We can't there, do anything sure about this abusive husband because he's a really good surgeon. It's like yes, you can do something. Right. I mean, what what their whole. She is a t- and she's playing her character great because she's a former politician, and they do that rationalizing and compromising that everybody hates. But that's what politicians during do. That's pe- what kind of creatures. Time, that's okay, right? When there's the monsters literally are at the gates. Well, and it, the, you can't <clears throat> act that way. You know, and it's a different world. You can't you can't bring the world back to what it was in in that universe because. Everybody, you know, that is inside the walls it potentially can become a walker if they die in any way, shape, or form. They're all carrying whatever turns people they're into all zombies. Infected. They're all infected. Right. Yeah. Everybody's infected. So the minute you die, no matter what it's from, you're going to become a walker. And yeah. that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. There's there's no escaping the re- the new reality. Yeah. You yeah. Can't, yeah. In the wall, be, be, outside pre, the wall. Pre this, the old world. The dead didn't come back to life and eat people. Old guy <laughs> inside the wall. Old guys walking across the street has a heart attack and dies. Boom! Instantly, your yeah. walls are useless because now you got a killer zombie in the middle of you. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, and you can't go forward with the old paradigm. And I guess maybe that's what I'm trying to say. There's a new paradigm, and I figure some. I yeah. feel like some of the characters have rotated to that. And, and to the bone, understand what the new paradigm is. What I'm hoping is that the writers and the show doesn't shortchange that. Like, oh, we want to hold out hope. This show is not fucking about hope and holding out. It's no. about I surviving think, I think and pushing through. Than that. I think the writers. I yeah. hope so. And they and they had, had recently, uh, I think the last couple of seasons had brought on a new showrunner that was he was already working on the show, and they put him in charge, and he is really dialed in. On well, this season has been much better than it's last It's much better, seasons. and I know because tonight is the finale and a season finale, and they canceled I know, it. I think again, <laughs> uh, make I, them stop. And I because uh, on Talking Dead that they have afterwards, like, at least last week they was talking about it, it's like, man, shit is going to hit the fan <laughs> in the season, and I am so looking forward to that and i always skip the previews for next week's episodes because i don't want to know yeah. i just want that's that's part of that show that i really like the still the weekly format is that i like the anticipation of the sunday night show for that for that show yeah. for, for i don't i don't dislike that but i i do dislike them choosing that for me if that makes sense, right? Like there, like I, it's a it's a new show. It's coming on broadcast. I, there's no reason for them to load it all up at once for me, like ahead of time. I get why they want to trickle that out because then I would be spoiling it for everybody. I'd be running around. You want to guess what's happened on the, ep- the, se- the season ending episode? They're like, dude, they're only on episode two. No, nah, Ben watched it on this other service. Daryl's Daryl's got two wieners and he's gay. <laughs> um, which was the last season's big thing was Daryl's going to be gay. Oh, and that I remember they built that up at the media, and there's this huge well for The Walking Dead, this huge 
is he really gay and well, how will his female because he has the he has a huge female following yeah, yeah. and yeah. so and but and probably they, a, a sizable uh, gay male following as well and that's fine <laughs> yeah and that's uh, uh, <laughs> he's dirty hot <laughs> that and that's the funny thing is because you know they introduced that gay couple in Alexandria and he's he's out the other outsiders yeah and he's inside Alexandria yeah he's um and Daryl's character is working closely with uh, right. what is it, I think his name's Aaron. Yeah, Aaron. Uh, Which and felt, and it's re- it felt really good. I mean, it didn't. Yeah. It felt it felt really good. Yeah, it did. It felt really yeah, good. Did. But I, have I was you just seen my crossbow? The, I was just about to say the uh, same thing as you were without the double entendre, um, <laughs> triple entendre. Uh, how dare you, sir? It makes sense story wise, right? It yeah. wasn't a shock to the story system. Yeah, which is there's there's gay characters in SGU yeah. that when it comes up and I, I don't know if you're far enough into that it's so organic you just blow on by it. <laughs> it's so orgasmic. Double on <laughs> <laughs> um, Blow on by it. So get it, it makes sense, and I, I think in, in get, get episode it, one or episode two, I, I, I uh, railed a little bit around how shows will come out and it's got to have the gay character. You know what I mean? There's like a checklist. Un, un, unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, she goes to New York. Who's the first person? She's she, the guy who's a roommate. The, yeah. the yeah. flamboyant gay black guy. Which he's cut. That guy, he's catching a lot of shit on that too. I've read a couple of articles since then where he's like having to defend him portraying this stereotypical black gay guy. And they're like, why can't he just be gay and it be super organic to the story? Why does it have to be this overblown thing? Yeah, it's it's so, and that's the and that's the thing we talked about that with uh, that new movie with Will Ferrell and uh, Kevin Hart. It's Get called Hard. Get Hard, yeah. and it is such. It plays on every gay joke stereotype, right? And it just hits it over the head over and over throughout the whole movie. And they're catching flack for it now. Yeah. Is that it's like, well, that, oh, is that, only, is that the gay only way we can talk about gay people? Is how to come do these old the things? only way you can get educated on prison is going and hanging out with a black guy? <laughs> right. As well, they should. That's a terrible, like, is I don't know. Like it they perpetuates hit, the, yeah, uh, the stereotypes. stereotypes. But with this SGU, it was the gay characters in there, totally organic to the character. I really felt like the introduction of Aaron and I can't remember his boyfriend's name. Well, we had before Aaron. Yeah, you know, we had Tara on the other side, the uh, woman's side. Well, it's funny that the uh, uh, where Tara and the and her uh, lover and yeah the, uh, yeah and uh, the governor when the governor's camp there. Yeah, I don't I don't remember it. I, I yeah. briefly remember. But it was that. after Woodbury, but, it's funny but it was that the governor's after, camp after they introduced Aaron and his boyfriend. I haven't seen really. He's faded back into the background. Now it's well. They had dinner together. It's Aaron, and, it's Aaron and Daryl yeah. going outside but, the walls. Well, yeah, doing but, what men do. <laughs> but remember when Aaron, when he showed him the motorcycle in that episode? Getting all hot and sweaty. They had together. dinner with uh, Aaron and his. Yeah, well, his but thing, he's 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 played a very like, peripheral. role. They did say yes. like with the yeah. boyfriend, like he's going to fade. It needs to be somebody to go out there with him. Other than me, I can't do it. I'm not equipped. To yeah, do that. he's a little. Kind of wimpy and yeah, uh, wispy. Kind. Broke his, broke his ankle. Broke his ankle. ankle. Yeah. yeah, they're like fish bones. Really, <laughs> have you seen his ankles? <laughs> so weak, so feminine. He should. should he broke it because he's running across after walkers in high heel shoes. <laughs> Just rolled his ankle, speaking man. Of, speaking of perpetuating the stereotype. Yeah, Paul. <laughs> is, he, is he an Oriental? <laughs> I mean, between racist Paul and I mean racist Ron and gay basher Paul. I mean, we're. <laughs> we're, so, we're, we're alienating so, all of the audience. No, but that's, I, I think it's funny that his 
character because I mean they made a, a definite statement about showing them that Aaron was very glad to get back to his partner yeah. and they shared a kiss on and, screen and, and, which is a, was a, really a new a, thing a, sort of a new you, thing you, for, you've watched True Blood right? yeah and I mean they gave you right in the face on that show <laughs> yes and, repeatedly and it, every, yeah. each and, and every so day. like with I, you know now that you thought you said that I, I didn't even remember that they did have the kiss on screen but because mm-hmm. it was organic and it was just telling a story and it wasn't like in my face outlandish well I like and it I, I like I it when mean, shows can portray what happens in the real world. Yes. There are, uh, some people do not want to hear this, but yes, there are gay people in the world and they do have intimate relationships. There's two of them in this room. <laughs> and one of them is really? not talking you, with You them. and Paul are? I didn't know that, Brian. Hey. <laughs> I've got my secrets. <laughs> but the, can, tell, Hey, Brian. <laughs> yeah. You me a I could, I'll choke the fuck out of you, man. <laughs> But uh, the, the you know that's how that whole thing Cheryl. goes. Hey Cheryl, like it feels like organic. You could it, drown a toddler in my panties right now. Yeah, in his banana hammock. <laughs> banana hammock. It's like the, it's like the word moist. You just yeah. don't like to hear it. Right yeah. now. <laughs> moist. It makes me moist. Wasn't there a? a it was either Jim Jimmy Kimmel or somebody like it was Jim like. Beam. Famous people saying the word moist and how disturbing it was. Yeah, like and it, com- it comes up. And there's a meme picture. It was, um, I can't remember. She was uh, a journalist that always sat on in the uh, White House press briefings. And she's a very elderly woman. And she would, Thanks for listening like, to that segment of the Binge Watch Podcast. With, you can find like us online at www.binge On Twitter, at Binge Watch PC. And there's a picture and of her on and, YouTube and, and Facebook. They caught a photograph of her sort of grim by searching for the binge watch podcast. Talking, and then underneath it, it's moist. Do you, do you have? Did you have some other stuff to talk about? Uh, yeah, yeah. I want to say it was a, moist. I don't know who did that, but it was like famous people. Um, so we forgot to say, I think last last yeah, it's, part it's that. A, it's uh, funny because oh it's yeah, so yeah. Just kind of <laughs> it's so quiet. It's like she never spoke yeah. up that Always. entire time. That's people, I mean, why, yeah. is he, why, why is she saying <laughs> anything though? Gotta go knuckleheads. I think they I had, ain't had nothing twixt my nether <laughs> regions <laughs> that weren't powered oh by a battery. She's so Firefly. Like puts the solution on the Like the gimp in Wake him up. Somebody go wake up the Viva. She's resting comfortably in her box. Did you have stuff you wanted to talk yeah. about? Um, <laughs> man, we're, man. Right, so we're right in it It's got a little holes <laughs> filled in it. <laughs> <laughs> right. I got you there. Right. I, I, I got the boxes. All right, well, it's either that or just a hole in the backyard. Yeah. Hi, Thanks Hammer for time. coming <laughs> to the no, pod show. No, that was the podcast. So what do you got, Ron? You got stuff for us? Yeah, I married an axe murderer. What's the? What's the? Uh, Let's go down I love that show. Sh- Have you you watched that show? So I married an axe murderer. Yeah, yeah. Buy it, butter down. There's so many great quotes on there. But he reminds me of that Lizzie Borden got an axe, gave her father forty, 40 wax. wax. When she saw what she had done, she gave her, her father, father forty one or whatever. Her, yeah. I think I killed her dad twice in what I just said, but who cares? So probably, probably her, that, and uh, it reminds me of that line. From and you know why she did it though. Lizzie Borden in real life because he made, he he made her moist. Oh, oh back to that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the double. Oh. Oh. You're Such stop eating dad. olives. Whatever whatever's making you sick in the head over there. Well, that's you know, it was when he came in the door. 
Probably they were Hastings. Too, they're, many, they're, hey, too much mercury <laughs> laden fish as a kid. I like I like yeah. I like paint too many chips. pencil shavings. I like paint chips. <laughs> paint chips. Yeah. I like eating <laughs> eating dry erase marker water. <laughs> so that was the best dollar I ever spent. What do you got for us, Ron? <laughs> Mine was the I think the when you did the shot of pool cue dust or whatever it was that time. <laughs> pool cue chalk. Yeah. Yeah. That was a dollar. That, was it a dollar, that, or did we have? That was, to, we up to a few dollars. We were having to give him was, much more that than was, a dollar. That was definitely on a moistness scale, not more <laughs> moist than spooky. <laughs> yeah. Makes me dry down like, there. It was like the surface of Mars. <laughs> now it's I'm like not, trying to do that cinnamon challenge that everybody does. <laughs> I oh, see. Yeah. Explosive diarrhea yeah. from the, the uh, marker uh, uh, schedule marker water. Uh, Shot was pretty easy in comparison to anything like that. I was trying to remember was that was were you sitting in, in the office? Were we all sitting in the office and then Paul walks in and I was the one making the schedule that had that big cup of marker water. I'm pretty sure I'm the one. That, hey, will you drink that for a dollar? Yeah, because was, man, that was like I was like I, I I think you didn't even finish the sentence and I was already going down. <laughs> I was like, "Do you have the money now?" <laughs> can I, can, yeah. Ron, yeah. you hold this, the money. You hold yeah. the dollar. I'm going. I'm yeah. going in. This is payable on completion of the act. <laughs> yeah, that's like. It reminds me of that uh, Lenny Bruce um, little short film he did where the the Tonto Lone, Lone Ranger. Ranger. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want, Lone Ranger? What do you want the horse for? For a natural, a natural act. <laughs> that's gross. That's gross. <laughs> Lenny, Lenny thank, you, thank you, man. Man. Hey, what, uh, what do y'all, speaking of old-time comedians, what do y'all think about this whole thing with Bill Cosby? Ah. Oh. He, he's a psychopath, man. He's a serial he rapist. A serial rapist. It's like, man, as, as Mr. Huxtable, I mean, I love that show. Know, I absolutely, and I, I always, almost got to feel like Morgan Freeman's a serial killer after the whole, you know, <laughs> of, of young female women. He's Morgan Freeman's. That's like would be the only thing that would eclipse right. the Bill, Bill Cosby's Bill Cosby, a serial, sure, rapist. serial rapist. Would you like some pudding pops loaded with rohypnol? <laughs> I'm gonna roof your pudding pops. It's one of those things, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. You know, okay, if there's a you know one or two women say that, okay, but when there's like now what, like forty five of them some have come out ridiculous and, number. And said that, and yeah, all, this and, dude did this did that to me, and too. all this was stirred up from this. <laughs> Comedian uh, ripping on Bill Cosby. Well, and, and that got the Co- flame. Fa- Cosby the opened the door. He's the one, didn't he? Start the little May May thing that they say, "Hey, make a." Well, that was kind of after the cat was out of the bag. Was it? And yeah, everybody this, was making fun of him. He says, "This said, ca- this it's comedian, meme. Had- it's not May May." Meme. 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 Yeah. May, is, it is it GIF or GIF? Actually, GIF. both of those are acceptable. There's a little VOD thing that I watch, and he does stuff like this, and yeah. he's like, Will Who, Bill pe- Cosby? Will you people stop saying May May? It's Meme. May May. GIF and GIF. I thought you acceptable. were making like a reference to like a Bill Cosby character, May May. Yeah. May like, May, mm. come here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, May May. Well, that's buckwheat. But uh, yeah, no, he's a psychopath. Yeah, and it's it's funny how, and that just shows you how people who are influential and powerful people will give them a, they will give them cut them a lot of slack. That's the Michael only Jackson. reason that I want to accumulate power and money is to get away with stupid shit. So you can drop roofies on women? No, no. <laughs> he does that already. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I drop a roofie and I just I leave the bar. <laughs> and they, just, they just pass out. And then, yeah. 
That's, awesome. a good, that's a good way to get out Hope of a date. Random yeah. and fun happens. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> Brian's on Match.com all the time, <laughs> and he's like, "Man, I need to get out of this date." Hey, what's that over there? Yeah. And then he just slides. They pass out. He, he slides out the. Oh, well, you don't remember? You got really drunk and started like throwing stuff in the bar. You're, cra- you're crazy. Should be. Your- I, had, I felt for my personal safety. I had to leave. You showed me your third breast, and I had to get out. <laughs> Brother, you, brother's got to bounce. <laughs> yeah, what do you got for us, Ron? What do you got? On, what's on the docket today? <laughs> All right. Well, mine's not so much of a, of a show and a watch, but more of a, uh, a question or a concept here. Of um, is it a yes or no question? Mm, it could be, I guess. Okay. Yeah, but probably open ended or close ended. Is it is it Oriental or Occidental? <laughs> it's neither. Does it have anything to do with Ingve Malmsteen? Are you going to make no. fun of Fu Manchu? Mm, no. Okay. Never would. Okay. Love the food match. Will it make Brian moist? Um, Maybe. I don't know. What about Charlie Chan? Yeah, no. <laughs> what about Jackie Chan? <laughs> I like Jackie Chan. What about Chandler from Friends? <laughs> yeah. Say, uh, something. Say something bad about Chandler. Chandler. Go ahead. I like Chandler. I like the one with him with, I'm going to, I'm going to introduce the view with Phil Goodacre. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that one? Mm. No, but strange that you would bring up Chandler because I have, I have, I'm not, no, I'm not talking about friends in, in, per se. Thank God. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. I don't want to have to sing Stinky Cat again. <laughs> oh, come on, please. Awesome when, I did if you a, would. when I did the listen back on that, I, I had to rewind that little bit about like three times. It's like, that's there for posterity, Brian. Good job. Yes, nice. it is. Nicely done. No, I want my, my uh, question I wanted us to talk about is uh, the whole the whole premise of this podcast is binge watching and we're kind of more uh talking about that or thinking about that in today's realm uh today's time frame of doing that on netflix or amazon prime or hulu or whatever um but what about my question is and what about dvd is dvd or blu-ray however you want to look either one is dvd as a, and, we, and this kind of what, what reminded me of this is when I was talking about last week when I brought up uh, Dream On, HBO's old old Dream On series that is that is not out there in any um, you know streaming service right now. It's only available. It's only, available, like you, it's you only available. Well, so yeah, that that's, has dubious uh, legality. Well, sure, yeah, it's a lot of people probably just you know, in, VCR in, tapes are probably it's in a like five uh, by two format. <laughs> yeah, stuck it out there on YouTube. Yeah. And there's nobody complaining about it, so they, they continue to exist. But um, do they uh, put? Do you notice if they do they actually put ads over those YouTube episodes? I haven't looked at one of them, so I don't. Because know. that would be an interesting, from a legal point of view, if those are not Is up there. Is there any way that we could sue them and make money? Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm talking there about, and, and that's sort of what I know I'm, a dude that knows a guy that knows a lawyer. <laughs> I've hired a lawyer before. <laughs> he made me moist. No, not exactly. Anyway, uh, the, uh, the the okay, question is: the Is rule Paul cannot say moist? <laughs> he, Brian he cannot will say never phenomenal. be able to keep that rule. Or, or, or Sarah Barnacle. I can say Sarah Barnacle particles all I fucking want. <laughs> you got a trademark in three countries. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Barnacle patent pending. <laughs> That makes, uh, dude, every time I hear it, it makes me laugh. So, you know, but, uh, but with the Dream On being only available, only released the first two seasons on DVD, the only way you can watch it, if you if you want to watch it in its pure form, 
but my question is, is DVD dead? Because um, I don't know, for me, I, I'm thinking about this, there's a lot of things that I have, there's some series I have on DVD. Like I have, years ago, I bought from our friend Michael's store, uh, probably a pirated copy, or a, not a pirated copy, but before, a uh, stolen uh, DVD set. Before the uh, of, FBI closed that place down. Right, of Twin Peaks. I brought, I bought the um, uh, Twin Peaks DVD set. For Ginger, because she's a big, a huge uh, Twin Peaks fan. That's what I've heard. And, and I bought it for her. The rest, the restaurant, the restaurant, restaurant. Right. You can, with the, they have the girls that serve you beers and food, and they Jeez. have big boobs. Yeah. Is that Twin Peaks? No, no, no. And you have the to make David Lynch oh. television series from yesteryear. My bad. Yeah, that Twin Peaks. The uh, one, the one that is being rebooted. Somehow. Right, exactly. Uh, anyway, we I bought that set for her. We have not watched one single episode that's ever. that and that's and that dvd set telling that set well, sets up in our dv collection not watched and speaking of friends with the whole chandler tie in there uh a friend of mine gave me a a, a present gave me uh like a back, friends a back rub friends season one and i think season job. one and two yeah, yeah, one one time. <laughs> the common courtesy of a reach around <laughs> Are you sure all hand jobs are in the alley? I don't understand, <laughs> man. What's going on? What do you mean you dropped the soap again? <laughs> Why do you want me to pick it up all the time? Greatness of full metal jacket. Get your own fucking soap, our, man. Our early army turned 71 last week. Yeah. Yep, from the drill instructor. Hope he lives to be 100. Yeah. But God bless him. Yeah. God bless that Marine. <laughs> man. Anyway, uh, oh yeah, I have a set of friends. I think it's season one, season two, or both. Um Never watched it ever. Well, so it's, it's streaming on Netflix now, so you can, right. you can you can never watch it on Netflix. As but well. yeah, but no, but I might be tempted to, um, you know, to like I'm flipping through Netflix or uh, Amazon Prime, might stop down on one of those, either one of those two, and be tempted to watch it. Is, is it just the hassle of going and getting the physical media? Loading it up on your player and playing it, you know, versus you just flipping through, like, oh yeah, okay, hit a button and boom, it's there. Or, or in my case, not, and I'm being serious, is there? I have so many things in my queue. It's like, do I want to watch? You know, I was like, I put friends in my queue, but am I going to commit to watching? Because there's a lot I of episodes. Hope not. Oh, yeah. yeah, and it, it was mm. funny for its time, but it's one of those. To me, Friends strikes me as one of those shows that. Because I was never really into it, is that even if I did watch it um, when it was li- uh, airing live, I don't know if I would well, ever go back on, and rewatch. And it's been it. on syndication for how many years? Yeah, and, and it's you like, like you can flip the you can flip a TV on in any city in America at probably almost any time of day and probably catch an episode. Well, friends, and so. and that's yeah, it's like um, sh- certain shows like uh, The Big Bang Theory is it, it running? Uh, they run reruns on TBS and. When I see that they're running like a mega block of it, I'll stop and watch a couple of episodes or 24 minutes, and it's funny, and it's current, and it's sort of nerdy humor, and I'll watch it because I didn't watch it while it was airing live or airing weekly, and I think it's still going as well, but I'll, I'll stop and watch. It's like uh, another show that I love to watch it because I can watch it with my kids as well. It's how it's made. You know that that show they go behind the scenes and show how all seasons available on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's, it's some shows have rewatchability, some shows don't. I I know that Twin Peaks is on, and I 
I was really intrigued by it when it was originally showing. Mm-hmm. And I put it on my queue list. And I, I have so much stuff that I want to get to. Is Sometimes it's like going into a supermarket. And I've said this before. Going into a supermarket and you have so many choices. Then exactly why do you need to say it again? <laughs> because somebody might be listening for the oh, first okay. time. That's right. Maybe listen to this podcast, <laughs> this particular episode of the podcast and not an earlier one. That's right. You never because know. well, they better back up, back the fuck up, and go to start listening to the other ones. <laughs> Listen to them all, folks, because they're all gold. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, do y'all ever feel like that? That that there's so much stuff. It's like sometimes it's hard to sift through. Brian oh. sleeps two hours a night, so well, he, that, he, can, he has ample watching well, time. Yeah, exactly. you guys are pussies. <laughs> I have I have an answer to your question, and yeah. then I comment. Yeah. I think so. The answer has. The physical medium past its time, it absolutely has. Yeah, I mean, we have like the kids. I don't. Have, I don't a hundred percent agree with that. Well, that's because you're a luddite. No, well, no, but and here's why. Just <laughs> so you're stuck real, in the just past. real quick. Here's why because like we talked about with True Blood is that they show you on Amazon Prime. They'll let you watch the first three or four seasons for free, and just as my. F you to them for that. <laughs> I, I, I got. I, I, I threw an extra I don't dollar disagree with on you, my. But on my, four, three, four years from now, you're not going to be able to go onto Netflix and queue up the DVDs because they will no longer be manufactured. I disagree with that. Okay. They're it's still making dollar out. bet. They're, they're, they're <laughs> yeah. somebody still, keep track of and this. And yeah. <laughs> suddenly in like ten the years, we have some, we'll have all these dollar bets. And I'm like, shit, I own Brian. We got to start so my my comp my my answer to your question is yes it has seen its day it's rode off into the sunset just like books just like books just like <laughs> just like books just like books that's why just all like the like L- bookstores keep opening just up. not yeah. just like LPs so the thing the thing well it'll be this little niche thing that yeah. will, like I mean no, you're right that right, that right. won't matter but my the, but that's okay right so like our 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 good buddy PBI. If if you cast your mind back four or five years ago when Blu-ray was coming out, maybe even longer than that when Blu-ray was first kind of hitting the screen, he's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna totally skip this, and I'm gonna go on to the next iteration of whatever DVD Blu-ray thing they put out." And because he bought a line line doubler, and he's like, "Oh, I got my DVD, I got my line doubler," and now so what he proceeded to do then was to buy more dvds right that are less quality to yeah. watch them on a line doubler that is less quality than blu-ray well we're all buying blu-rays at the same price that he's buying dvds at right right and, and just like we all bought laser disc which i still all have my laser disc around the house somewhere me too but the thing of it is is like it, it's okay that dvd's seen its day and come and gone and blu-rays and the physical thing of these stuff especially movies not so much books even for me, is gone. And says because the man, as we're sitting in his office with books galore behind you him. You can cases. click a button, and the movie you want is fired up. Well, and I, I think I, and I actually do agree with you that um, I found now now that things are available on streaming. Like, I am there's much, no fucking way I'd go buy am, it to the music store and buy a CD. Yeah, you're, <laughs> and I and it's funny. I I went to I took Nicholas to uh, my movie trading company yesterday to find. Uh, an Xbox game called Dirt Two is made in like I think ninety nine, right? And it's fun. It's it's a lot of fun. You know, just race car stuff. You probably pay like three bucks for it, something like that. I think it was like seventeen bucks. Wow! So it's not bad. Oh, I mean, yeah. considered it's originally six sixty dollars, and it's a very popular series, oh, yeah. and it holds up really well for a game that was made in ninety nine. The car physics is good. The landscapes look good. 
the crowds we was talking about because you know I'm an animator and I was talking to you look at the crowds and they spent zero time you can see the the loops matched up and the I'm clapping my hands <laughs> and your car crashes into the barrier right in front of the crowds and the crowd <laughs> they're all ducking for cover <laughs> yeah and screaming uh, in horror <laughs> I I I agree with you on things like movies and music yeah yeah it's it's streaming is and i i consume way more streaming content yeah. than not a now cd and a God, long i don't time. even know when the hell last time i 10 years ago it's it's and that's more cr- maybe more that's but a crazy, i feel like that you know it's a slope i think books are a different thing though for me at least potentially i think i think books i think there's a wide adoption of in, ebooks in, in but i think there's still people that like the physical properties of holding a book and well, old people I just, like us yes but our i just kids, got a book yesterday from amazon in uh, a physical book in because it was cheaper the uh the uh but you bought it used yeah it was yeah. used it was three dollars for the book and versus like five dollars for the, the download. Uh, for the download so i'm like well I'll just bought a book <laughs> yeah and for that, us growing up for sure as we age but our kids my my kid gets an ipad next year instead of school books yeah yeah so for them like 10 years they get to be our age they're gonna be like you guys are dumb with your little paper books you look stupid (laughs) out there like won't you have some dirt and rocks and go and draw in the dirt dad go draw in the dirt here's your hey dad here's your clay tablet are you gonna here's your stick are you gonna write this in cuneiform (laughs) cuneiform. (laughs) but i have probably a hundred laser discs DVDs probably two three hundred somewhere in there box when you add all the kid movies in that yeah. everybody's giving them and Blu-rays which I love the quality of there's probably fifty or sixty Don't of them upstairs them. I never watched them Don't well forget and, VHS tapes yeah, yeah. and I have, those. I have a gazillion I have <laughs> hundreds of dollars worth of Disney VHS tapes oh yeah and I'm you, like we both we do I'm like too. I'm like I keep on waiting for the the renaissance. <laughs> <laughs> that's never I can, going to I can, but you say that and I go into movie, movie trading company yesterday and you see LPs like that's uh, a different story. for 1999 that's what I was saying, yeah. saying about the hipsters a couple podcasts ago somebody <laughs> should write all those guys a big fat check for thank you for bringing all this shit back but see right. and that's but a, it's gonna LPs. always be like a such well, a small population it's, it's a small population it's a niche thing I don't and I did recently read an article about that VHS is starting to see a little retro resurgence. It's very niche, I'm like sure, you said. Yeah, yeah. But the 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 thing with me for that differentiates books from how niche that records are is that I can hold it. I can hold books a are much more. Personal, yeah. Like, yeah. Everything, all and these books, other things, and show books, on your TV. It's and all books, the same and, shit. And, and, right. books have, and books have been around for hundreds of years. Mm. And that's, I don't want to say like no, <laughs> not, books, six thousand books, <laughs> books, not printed books. Books, Gutenberg. Come on. Well, Dude, Gutenberg stole some shit that the Chinese had already had for like three thousand years. <laughs> a, a written book that is mass produced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Gutenberg didn't invent that shit. He stole it. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? I'm, there's a difference between. I mean, people were uh, monks were uh, tr- making individual hand. I'm talking about mass-produced media. Yeah, and the popularity expanding from books from the time of Gutenberg. That's what I'm talking. The mass about. production. Yeah, it, yeah I mean, writing's been well, well, writing's been around for yeah thousands. But why are years. you discounting the Chinese that had it for two th- two thousand years before that? Because there's I, more time between when Gutenberg invented that. To where the Chinese invented that between us and Gutenberg. 
Yes, I realize that. But I'm talking about the physical property of mass-produced books. And you can't discount the explosion. Just because Europe came so late to the game. Well, the explosion, the mass-produced books is what caused the explosion and the in people's knowledge. Because before, written uh, media, it was in the hands of the, either scholars or very wealthy people. And he or democratized that with... He stole a method to do it from the Chinese that they've been doing for 2,000 years. What's some called borrowing? I call <laughs> stealing. <laughs> I call borrowing. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, and this is a little bit of a pet beef for my, of me or mine. So that's why I'm giving you a hard time. Because there was a... The Discovery Channel did a thing <clears throat> five, six, seven, maybe up to ten years ago that was the... the uh, Top 100 inventions that have affected the history of time or whatever. The history of the world. Yeah. And number one was the Gutenberg Press. And I was like, he fucking stole that from some people that have been doing it for 2,000 years. How is well, that? The now, now, you are, that is so European-centric. But, but is, is, what, is what he did, did he, was it a complete ripoff or was it modif- a modification that allowed the it all he did was invent movable type that you can print and press. Yeah, they had been doing that in China for two thousand years. Well, so sorry. I know that's what I'm saying. Do you do you want only reparations? You what do you want? I what do. do you want for them? I want all my money now. Only if you think that it's super important. Only when white people invent stuff is Gutenberg important. I think Gutenberg is extremely important because. As far as, as the explosion as Marconi of Marconi is to the radio, well, that as, he didn't invent as as uh, well as was Farnsworth or whatever he invented he, the TV and, and he got got that ripped off. But there's a few patented it or uh, you get remembered for it. Yeah, it, and it's one of those things that Tesla it's won like that whether he contest, in, whether whether he invented it or not, he revolutionized the field. Yeah, it doesn't matter in if Europe. if if he did. Well, it's. Europe, Western democracy since has has changed the global landscape. I mean, I know that Chinese culture is extremely important and has shaped the world in their closed world system that they've had for so long. Until we went and destroyed them. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, Western culture has dominated the world for a long time. And that's, I mean... And that's why it's time to go digital. That's what I'm saying, Paul. So I can read my Chinese <laughs> on my iPad. <laughs> dung, dung. Summer glow. Summer glow. <laughs> World's first known movable type system for printing was made of ceramic materials and created in China around AD 1040 by Bai Shang. And I will... Northern Song Dynasty. I have never heard of the cat. <laughs> yeah, that's because you were educated in, in America. Yes. Spread to Korea... In the 1200s, but see, around, and, then, the, and then around 1450, Gutenberg made a mechanical metal movable type printing press in Europe. That son of a bitch! Late, well, you know, it's the early adopters that always get screwed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the people who, who first paid for that enormous land yeah. prices. In Xerox life. invented the mouse. Well, and that's Mr. Jobs stole. Well, and that's the thing. Uh, uh, it's funny. I was talking to Nikki uh, last week about that. Edison gets so much credit for his thousands of inventions, and he was there were stole multiple most of them stole most of them, and he was very litigious. And right. he there was multiple people working on the same thing at the exact same time, and he'd just snake it right out from under, and that's what he's remembered for. 
but he oh, was, trust me, I hate that dude. I'm the, I'm the biggest proponent of, of Tesla as can be. Yeah, and yeah. Edison was a farce. Yeah, he all no, he was was a, a thief. And I get you of what you're saying yeah. about the the movable. I'm just type. giving you a hard time because right. it is a pet peeve of mine. Right, and. And we'll fuck you up anytime. <laughs> so, but I think I, I do not like, I get insult like, my I, Oriental forefathers. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, you, that's like Ron made the point. All these books, and I have boxes of books in this closet here. I get you. Like for me, for us, for our age, like hey, books are it. But our kids are not going to read books. They're going to read whatever's on their iPad or whatever shit they invent twenty years from now. So it's kind of had its day. So, but that's that's with uh, unless we get hit by an, a solar flare or an EMP, and then, back then to, those books are going to come in hand. It's back to right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you made fun of drawing in the dirt. That's how we got to communicate now. Yep. The only thing in the cloud now is rain, and I hope it falls on us. Yeah. So <laughs> make, make me. And it's not as long as it's not radioactive. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That was my. I think my retort to PBI at that point was: it's okay to buy into one of these technologies and. Understand that at some point it's going to get sunset. It's hit, seen its mm-hmm. day and you've moved on. Yeah. But I really think that we are on the last leg of Blu-ray DVD. I went into Seven Eleven yesterday and they had the DVD treasure hunt, which it was used DVDs in a little sack thing for a dollar ninety nine, and they were yeah. not terrible movies, but they were you know ten fifteen year old movies. But they're seven eleven at a dollar ninety nine. They're giving those fucking things away. Yeah. If you went and got that same movie on iTunes, I guarantee you it's ten bucks, fourteen bucks. Yeah, yeah. sure. But they're was, just like a warehouse of DVDs. Like, what are we going to do with this? Like, mm-hmm. give them, give them right. away. Was, they're just sitting here. They're not earning anybody, any yeah, us money right don't now. Don't spend any money. Throw them in a paper sack and put them in Seven Eleven and get them fuck out of here. Yeah, uh, I, I was reading uh, just recently. There's some. Uh, uh, Academics that are concerned that a big chunk of the knowledge of the 20th and 21st century is going to be lost forever because it's like they consider it almost like a dark ages because the format types, zip drive, <laughs> think of all the format types, they keep on, things keep on advancing changing and changing. So fast. And mm-hmm. things, like you said, things get sunset so quickly is that that's like um, the uh, the internet archive and things like that are trying to. Right. Save things from the early, from the '90s and the 2000s. Mm-hmm. That formats have changed so much. It's like, how can you open a WAD file, or how can you, you know, it's, it's seventy zip drives full of stuff that I, you know, zips and jazz drives. Yeah. <laughs> I have, I have all my because uh, I went to the Art Institute uh, '95 to '97, and I have all my project stuff. Better get that shit transferred on zip files. drives. I had, <laughs> I had did. A big chunk of my demo reel in uh, 3D Studio version four, not Max. 3D Studio <laughs> is basically like it was like a watered down version of AutoCAD, yeah. and I I had a bootleg copy of 3D Studio, and I had to had it spanned across fourteen uh, floppy disks <laughs> to, to install this program, this crack program. Uh, and I, I had to. I was a student. I had to work at home on my computer. That I had like four megs of RAM right. and a three hundred meg hard drive. It cost <laughs> right. me twenty five hundred dollars. It's so <laughs> hard to watch porn on those things, by the way. And I, I, I had to do my demo reel on this software because it was the only thing that I could run simple wireframes at real time right. and do play blast scan line play blast <laughs> of and 
installing that stupid program, 14 disks, please insert disk 2. And then you get the disk like 13 and corrupted. (laughs) (laughs) Son of a... Do you think future generations will understand that we had to wait 30 minutes for a porn GIF to download at one point? (laughs) Line by line. Wait, I I start to see some skin. That's totally nipple right there. And it's like watching Scrambled back in the day with Scrambled satellite channels Uh, of the porn. It's like the Playboy channel. I saw saw a boob. I saw a boob. Is that a a ball sack? What is that? (laughs) (laughs) It's like like the uh, ASCII gifts of of porn, and people would actually look at them. That's pretty good. (laughs) I like I like that uppercase D right there. (laughs) So that that D is the head of the dick. Is that what it is? But I, I think all these things apostrophe, are apostrophe, apostrophe. are rapidly going to go away. Just like I mean, I, I I thought about that just the other day when I was boxing some of those. I mean, there's like all the kid movies that, that I bought and the grandparents bought. There's mm-hmm. two three hundred DVDs that belong to the kids that you know they're worth a nickel a piece at best now. <laughs> right, and they never watch them. Yeah, they, ne- they never watch them. You know why? Because they can YouTube and Netflix and they can yeah. do that stuff like that yeah they know that stuff's up there i've shown them 10 times and they are oh, zero yeah. interested in getting that disc out putting it in a <clears> thing <throat> waiting for it to load yeah. up oh press play press play right. press play to get the, all the menu options and then have that fucking movie go yeah scarlet has all that she has got you know dvd all the you know not all but she's got a lot of disney movies on dvd blu-ray uh, and then she's got a player up there in her in her playroom she can play she's got we have like a huge collection of uh, Disney movies on VHS, we our next. You know, I had like a few that I bought. You know, at Hastings over the years, thinking you know ahead. Oh, maybe my kid one day will like these. And, like, you know, when they were on clearance for whatever four ninety nine, I'd buy them. And uh, our neighbor next door, all their kids grew up in the in the uh, in the nineties, and they had like a huge collection of Disney uh, VHS movies. Yeah. I mean, like. 40 or 50 of them. Yeah. And uh, so when they were moving and their kids are now, yeah, when their kids are, you know, their kids are now in college and and one's out of college. And so they were moving, they're like, you know, Scott was over there looking at them going, oh, wow, these are cool. They're like, you can just have this whole box and we'll even give you the VHS player (laughs) to play them on because they're like, I don't want to make my VCR works. Here, you can have this one. So we have that up in our room and she's watched, she's watched. A lot of those, most of those, but now today, and that was, but that's been a couple of years. Now today, she would rather watch on her iPad and do either Netflix streaming or do um, YouTube, preferably YouTube. She's out there watching kids that have created little films of little as pet shop figurines and right. them talking and and doing little shows of these, or watching. Uh, Stampy do uh, uh, Minecraft, Minecraft yeah. videos or other game videos. Well, that, she, she watched that stuff one after another after another, and but because it's that freedom of choice and that fast connection, and that there, fast speed. There's no way she's going to get up uh, and go, "Hey, can we put a DVD in and right. do the uh, okay, ten minute well, load up?" And, right and that's <laughs> and that's that harkens back to what we was talking about with that awesomeness TV that we was talking about is that they have these millions and millions of page views and they let anybody be a, a content creator right. and make a channel under their umbrella and whether it's applying makeup or like playing with Barbies or you yeah, know whatever. it's just and people I showed you guys some playing with the Barbies photos <laughs> yes you did <laughs> the birthday cake Barbie yeah yeah and it's fun, it's funny that <laughs> I, and I about, think and you're, about, Brian's right being warm and 
Somebody about car, name of Carl or something like that. I can't remember. Moist. Chinese box car. I think yeah. is what it's called. <laughs> Oh, no, Dutch, Paul gets it. The, the Dutch rudder. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think you're right. Is that is that kids that are growing up today? Yeah, they're not going to have that attachment. We're not going to understand their context. I mean, we're going to be so far out of like when our kids are again our age. Yeah, the With stuff that's going to happen yeah. over the next thirty years is ridiculous. It's, I don't. Need, I can't even. We can't even fathom what is what's going to occur. Yeah, and that, and that's part of why I think. To talking about go go back to Paul's still going to be uh, reading cartoons on papyrus. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to get a Chinese man to, to print it out with some ceramic movable text, but you know that's all pictographs, so I don't think it really even counts in context. Yeah. That's uh, not language. That's, that's not language. That's just cave paintings. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? Is it hieroglyphics? <laughs> but no, um, it's. I think that that's why I think I'm going to win that. Ten years down the line, that one dollar bet, and I'm going to about books be still being no about uh, about VR. I don't think it's going to be. It's it's like that old anime joke. This is not even my final form. You know, is that the headsets that you was you was talking about? I think. I mean, DARPA right now is working on having contact lenses that miniaturizing it to where they can have like a heads up display on the contact lens. on the contact lens or transmitted into the optical nerve that can be read. I mean, this is like... Oh, deep. hell. Give me the, the Jordy uh, oil filter glasses and <laughs> nobody, into my Nobody brain. wants to be Jordy. <laughs> Unless you like... You know, he was so glad when they finally came around. Oh, wait. We have the technology where we can just give you implants. Oh, implants. Get that thing off his head, man. It's so distracting. <laughs> what, is this? what is this? The gap band? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You dropped a bomb oh. on me, baby. <laughs> Oops. Up. Uh, Side your head, oops! Upside your head with these glasses. But I, I nice. the, the the thing you said, like I don't I, whether it's virtual reality. I don't think that's what it's going to be called. Whatever it is down the road, yeah. Like it'll be so many iterations. It'll be so a changed. it'll be a new media delivery system. There'll that's no what way I think for us to, to to even comprehend about what it's going to be. Yeah, I mean, it could it'll all vary. come through your eye watch. Yeah, right. I mean, I mean, they have the technology right now. We can rebuild him. <laughs> Bigger, stronger, no, 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 updatable no. in three years. <laughs> Every three years. because Everything's through my watch. I just broadcast it onto a wall whenever I want to watch it. Yeah, but, but it's funny. Brain. I think that people keep on looking to the future, and it's it's funny that... The future, Conan? The <laughs> time keeps on ticking, ticking, In the ticking. year 2000. the future. <laughs> it's, it's that... We are living right now, and the whole time, the people talking, you know, uh, about the singularity and things like that, is that technology is so about black holes uh, is so <laughs> is so advancing Event horizon so quickly now that we see advances so and things change so quickly, technology and everything like that that it's like stuff that they used to talk about like in the fifties is it's like. You have a tube television, and you have a frozen dinner, and now it's it's like there's more people are making things smaller and faster and better, just quicker and quicker. Well, and I think I think maybe maybe I, I think you're saying what I'm saying, right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. in the 50 years ago, it was all about we're going to be fucking flying cars. No, we don't need fucking flying cars, right? Yeah. 
So I, there, whatever the need and the iterations are going to be on all this technology, there's zero way to, to predict it. Yeah. Like, I think Arthur C. Clarke got really lucky on some things and made some educated guesses yeah. that were kind of givens that we would need to, to, to do things with. But, um, like, no one would have said, if you show me someone during that whole 1950s, oh, here's the future of travel, the flying cars, all that stuff that they were doing, if somebody said no... They're going to have this thing, and they're going to call it an iPad or something like that, and it's going to you're going to touch it and do all this stuff. That guy was predicting the future. The other was just throwing spaghetti against the wall and hoping that they do have flying cars and all this stuff because there's no need. We don't need fly, flying flying jetpacks or stuff like we that. We have <laughs> these but things called planes. I, I my personal jetpack. No, and I think it's funny that um, you think about things, and I think you're right on that point. Is that instead of jetpacks, now we have drone, drones that they're small. They're cheap. You can put a camera. There's no a reason high to resolution. Atta- a no high reason res- to attach a person to it. Exactly yeah. is that you can dislocate your your experience right. and still experience it, except for the physically being there. But so many people, when you see them go to events, and it's it's almost I've, I've always made this joke is that you walk through the mall or you go out to dinner, and if you're waiting to get seated at your table, nearly everybody has their face down on a phone. <laughs> yeah. And you think about when we was growing up, I mean, it, it's such a different world now. You know, it, it's like everybody is like, oh, I got some downtime. Yeah. <laughs> I thought my Coleco NFL quarterback was the greatest thing ever. Yeah. All I wanted I mean, to do how, was in, get home and in, punch code into my Commodore in, 64. Of, <laughs> of, all, of all the things that you think about the complexity and how low-tech it was, the computer systems that got us to the moon. I know. 200 or 200 <laughs> X thousand miles away. And we have walking around with supercomputers with tricorders, basically. Yeah, 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 basically that you can, if I, if I wanted to talk to you guys back when we was working at Hastings, I'd have to call you on a landline. All right. And now I can send a group of people a text. It's like, you know, it's magic, but it's, it's, it's magic that it's flying car magic. I mean, yeah, you think about having people having supercomputers in their hands yeah, we every have, day, and it's yeah. taken for granted. A freaking iPhone Brian. is more powerful than NASA's oh, computer. Yeah, like Brian was talking about, and kids growing up today, like Chloe, uh, Chloe and Nicholas and all the, it's taken for it. It's like it's like a book to them. It's like it's a, it's not magic. Yeah. it's yeah. just yeah. it's there. Well, the the it's always been it's SSD. always been. Yeah, I've been playing with that since I was yeah. two. The they, they take SSD it for granted. They don't. It's nothing magical to them. Or or uh, now in 3D layer, like for the memory, and they're talking about before too long, your phone will come with. Do you want the one terabit version, the two terabit version, <laughs> or the yeah. six terabit version on your phone? Yeah. And you know, ten years from now, maybe do you want to be able to store a third of everything that's ever happened? All human knowledge, or all human knowledge on your phone. Yeah. You don't need the internet because it's it's all on your phone. Right. It's all right there. Yeah. There's no way that you know, as things Moore's law, as things accelerate and become like um, parabolic. I mean, who knows what the next iteration of things are going to be? But I think DVDs, CDs. Blu-rays, all that stuff is seen in stay. There's, there's no reason to have that stuff going forward at all. No, unless it's just to satisfy a niche. Yeah. yeah. Well, some collectability thing, or yeah, just like oh, well, I buy these toys from the fifties because nobody really plays with them anymore. But it's cool because I have these toys from yeah. the fifties. Right. Well, and and that, and that's people what, do that too. Like I, I bought a uh, 
um, off eBay years ago. I bought a couple of Tonka toys that I had didn't have when I was a kid, but wanted. It's more about just feeling a need of like, oh, those I really like that when I'm back in the day, reliving childhood memories, that type of thing. And well, just and like it, with Nintendo games, you see that guy that's got a thousand of them on his wall. Yeah, that's what. It's DVDs more about and, the collection than right. yeah. actually, well, actually do anything with them. Right? I, I think all media goes through is that we've seen such an acceleration in changes in competing formats as compared to previous decades with our time that we were growing up is that and it it it's ends up being a transitional uh nostalgia type of idea is that i grew up with floppy disks and it's like Someday, if like, oh man, that's the Doom shareware on floppy disk. I will buy that. <laughs> I don't have a floppy disk player. I haven't had a floppy disk drive. But, I'm but I can sell my drink wall. on it. Right. I can sit my drink on yeah. it. Yeah. But it's uh, at work. We was passing around a link here in Dallas. There's an auction house that had a huge collection from a private uh, collection of uh, Disney uh, cells and rough drawings and stuff from Snow White, things like that. And it's and it's collectible, and they're it's, never going to go back and do and cell work and it's like very, that. It's very niche, and it, only people that do stuff like that. You see, uh, Don Hertzfeld, um, he still works on cells. And I paper. think Ingve Ingve Malmsteen all of his work. He, on he does cells. he does all of his Guitar Hero work on cells, and it is amazing. <laughs> He's and draws them all one at a time. He records it on that tape. But it's it, it and you're right. Yeah, that tape exactly. <laughs> but, Perfect example. But Don Hertzfeld, he uh, just he's uh, um, he did. If you seen Billy the Balloon, those no, no. nine nine Luft balloons. I'm really familiar with. Yeah, nine nine red balloons. Uh, but he does. He he's a he does all these, and they look like simplified stick figures. But he does these really. He he did a whole bunch of like really funny sort of um, Ren and Stimpy ish type of uh, South Park stick figure short cartoons where the very rude humor and stuff like that and people getting their arms ripped off and uh, uh, there's blood coming it, out of my anus you know, itchy that, that, itchy and scratchy type of that stuff. type of stuff <laughs> and then he moved on to doing longer form films that in the same stick figure style but he did it all in camera where he's doing the effects in camera very old school but that is super niche yeah but he had he was he it's a medium for him to tell a story and he just at sundance won he did another film and he won another best short film thing at sundance just this year Wait, and he's, here's my take but on that's so that. that's so and he will he will do like um if you buy DVDs through his website, he will send you the DVD with an original 35 millimeter print cut from one of his films. Yeah, and it's 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 very niche, but he's he makes it happen. Yeah, for his so art. Here's form. my take on all this. Like, if you remember when they did the first little greeting card thing for the South Park characters, yeah, they did it all in cut paper. Yeah, right. That when they did the series, that wasn't cut paper. It's it was Maya. all done in is it, is computer. It's done in Maya. Yeah, yeah. So there's, but it's just made to look like. But you cut can't paper. tell the difference. Like the, the, there's no, you know what I mean. You can. So I can. They, oh yeah, but you're in well. The if they wanted to make <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's, it's yeah. very. You know, if they wanted to make it, if the, the whole point of the deal was to fool your eye, you can't tell it from cut paper or not. They could do that. Super easy. 
and yeah. no one would be able to determine which scene is cut paper and which scene is done in the computers if that's what their goal, right? Yeah. And and, and for me, that's like I get like the art artist side and all that stuff, and, and he's doing. But somebody could come right behind him, or he could do that in on computer. Save he could do ten times the work probably if he did it on computer, and not having to do all that stuff in camera and all this stuff. Not that it's not super cool that all that stuff can be done like it would have been in 1950 or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But what about like like the box trolls, Paul? Was that that wasn't actual claymation? Was it? That was all. It was all. Computer, it, it, it was all it, no, it was not all CG. There was a lot of CG to it. Was, it. It's a mix. It is a mix. It's predominantly. Uh, 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 stop motion. Yeah. yeah. Stop motion. And, and the but and I love stop motion stuff, but there's going to be a time 10, 15 years from now when the technology, they can do this. It looks like stop motion does the exact same stuff, and there's no reason for 18 guys to spend three years <laughs> oh, redoing. Oh, trust me. Trust me. Being in this field, they could do it right now. I'm sure, the, yeah. Uh, I think the biggest driver on that with Leica, that's the studio that made Box Trolls right. and... Uh, uh, Coraline, right. is that uh, the guy who is the CEO and lead animator, Travis Knight, he has a vision for what he wants the studio to be, and he is f- maybe fortunate enough to have a billionaire father who owns Nike. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, not Knight. <laughs> yeah, yes. Oh, okay. It, it's, it's, that's the... And I think his films have been... Um, I love the look of each of the films. Yeah, they're very cool. They are very quirky, though. Yeah. And they are... I keep on saying the word... That's our, well, Did, Say uh, the word niche again one more time, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I dare you. I double dare you. I double dare you. <laughs> burger. That's a tasty burger. That's a niche burger. Big bring it on, Brad. Yeah. It's what? <laughs> but, uh, Do they speak English? And what? <laughs> but that's but that's the thing is he he's made these very stylized, very unique type of films at that studio. But I have then they haven't really been a super commercial success, you know. So I, I like them. I like them. I like every one of the films. Uh, but for me, the, the overriding the, factor... They could do it all in CG if they wanted. Right. If there's 10 ways to do that, and visually I couldn't tell the difference, then I feel like they should do it the cheapest, most economical way if it still delivers me the same experience. Like, there was a time, for a long time, that stop motion and those things could do some really cool stuff. Yeah. Um, like, what's the French film where the, the bicycle person is riding around? and You know what I mean? Oh, the... Uh triplets yeah 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 Yeah, i I can't remember the name of the film but that was so unique looking and so cool and it was all done in this weird stop motion stuff well it was it was 2d animated yeah was it 2d triplets de belleville yeah yeah that's it it was it was 2d but it was extremely stylized and it was very yeah this is 2d yes there's a time that you could have done that the old way and that would have been the only way it was viewable and looked that way, and but now you could recreate all that stuff in the computer. Well, and, and here's my only like counter argument to that is that there is, especially like recently with box trolls, is that they have technology underpinnings to allow them to to really get the smoothness that you go back and watch nightmare before christmas right it's all herky jerky it, it was very herky jerky in places 
but it had, it's like the Rankin Bass uh, Rudolph stuff. Is right. that wow? That but it had a style. Mm-hmm. It had a style yeah, and an appeal. And appeal is a very sort of a, a esoteric type of thing. You know, it's like what is appeal? It's what well, it's what people like. It's what it comes off of a nanner. Yeah, <laughs> it's not the little Satan. Nanner, butt. I like it's that. not the little mm-hmm. Satan butt at the end of the banana, the little dark bit that you don't eat. It's Satan butt. It's the other stuff. I saw, I saw, I saw, I saw, I saw a J, JPEG the other day that said banana peel, and they said they said ninety nine percent delicious and one percent at the end Satan butt. <laughs> And I laughed and laughed, <laughs> but that's uh, a funny, just weird, off the hand term. Yeah, it's, it's like from the Talking Dead, porch dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was it a dream or <laughs> it's a porch was, dick? Yeah, but uh, the the thing about, and I talked to my because I teach animation online, and the thing I talked to my students about is appeal is not just Disney cute. Is appeal is whatever. Whether it's grotesque, whether it's horrifying, H.P. Uh, Lovecraft, it's something that people capture. Uh, yeah, Reanimator <laughs> is that whatever captures somebody's imagination, and they say, "Wow, that was amazing." That's appeal. It's appeal. a lot of people think appeal is oh, I'm flowers, I'm sun, and, and, and uh, bullshit like that. And it's appeal is whatever drags you in. Yeah, I don't disagree with you at all. Yeah. What I feel like, uh, but uh, now uh, to counter to, to, to counter wise. to counter what you're saying because I work in this field is that there is a cer- certain aesthetic appeal to a person physically moving an object versus doing it through a computer because I do it every day and there is a certain a certain. I don't, uh, there's I don't a certain disappreciate rough, there's a, the art or there's, there's a certain part of it. Yeah, there's a certain roughness to the form, and there's a different delivery. Of, I, I could, you could make a computer do that all day long. What I, what I feel like, it's so, it, where we're uh, at now. I would not. That, I do not agree with that, that at all. There, it, it, be, it comes to me, like whether I'm a viewing it or I'm a kid or I'm an adult and all that stuff's going on, that there will be a certain percentage of the the consumer that, that appreciates that it. appreciates I, no, that yeah and you're right I and agree I think with that that's that. getting to be a smaller percentage yeah and and I think the rest of it and I I'm I'm not on this on a different side of the fence but the rest of it is like a, a nostalgia right that, yeah no and no I think you're totally right on that part of it is that the appreciation of that is lost on people because yeah. kids love Thomas the Tank. Right. And that show looks like butt. <laughs> JJ the jet plane. Oh, horrifying. Yeah. These wandering, <laughs> these, these slow moving eyes rolling around looking for the next moist victim. Right. <laughs> so, you know, if you think about like if, if we go back and watch a Hitchcock film and we think, oh, this is how they did that. That's a dolly out, zoom in, and all that stuff. All the 99.9% of the other people are just like, Oh, that's kind of, wow! That that somehow let, looked cool or did whatever it yeah. was supposed to do, and I, I feel like with stop motion and all that other stuff, that that's becoming the same deal, right? There's no reason to that a dolly in or dolly out zoom in should impress you because you've seen it a billion times. Right? Stop motion, all that stuff. They're gonna somebody's gonna figure out some program 
that you input all the stuff in and it does it in such a way that you can't tell if it's actual stop motion because it has all this randomness and articulationness to it and you program your parameters and how stop motiony do you want it to look like how smooth do you want it to look like and it just does its thing well it's it's a it's a variation because the thing about like with 2d cell animation and stop motion is okay are you shooting this on twos because you can shoot a pose or an in-between of a pose for two frames um in general like especially with 2d animation and it doesn't fatigue the eye to watch it because and then you're basically shooting 12 frames a second versus now with like you look at box trolls they're doing stuff a lot of things on ones where it's every frame it's very smooth and fluid and certain shots you can see a little bit of the um, it feels like a little bit of popping or stickiness and that's where they're shooting on twos and the the viewer's eyes over the years people become more sophisticated where they can see it like I can see errors and stuff that would go past most people because I am in that field and I'm looking my eye is looking for that stuff all the time because I do it all the time. And it's funny, but I think it, I think it has a place, but like you said, it may become more niche as it goes on. And if you have somebody with a bottomless pocket backing you up, then then you can make these, these projects that you want to make. Paranorman's another one. Paranorman. I love that film. Like, I'm blown away. Like, all the stop motion stuff, when they are done with a film that's predominantly stop motion, I'm blown away at the effort and the time. And the work involved. And the work and how meticulously they have to go through animating all that stuff and moving stuff. Um, But then the next studio over they're going to do it on computer and do it like in an eighth of the time with nine guys sitting in a room doing all that stuff and that's what that's so i think with all that stuff that we're so familiarized with 10 or 15 years from now i think it's all gone unless billionaire daddy's footing the bill on stuff maybe there's a lot nostalgia carries a lot well Well, for example i was a big like anti-digital um i didn't want to go see digitally projected movies because film quality was so much higher and then the first you know number of years that i would go see digitally projected stuff i could see the pixelation on the screen i'm like what the fuck why am i coming here to watch something that's lower quality than just sitting at home watching it on my crappy tv right but it's slowly 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 now you everything you watch is digitally projected they downloaded it off the internet and they're putting it up there no one's cranking film out anymore it's hard drives they're not having to change reels i mean but now the quality has come up where i can't tell the difference and that's and at a certain point and i hated the fact that we were moving away from projecting film well and and you see at a certain point that that's gonna i mean IMAX is super popular because it's a huge viewing screen and they're, it's 70 millimeter film, <laughs> which is a huge resolution, which digital project, projection is catching up with right. that, but it's not there yet. And that's why IMAX looks so stunning is that they, they have these, <laughs> the prints are just enormous uh, compared to 35 millimeter. I mean, it's, I like am- that. Why? it's amazing. No. I mean, it's, yeah. <laughs> like eight by 10 photographs. I think it's 125 millimeters or something like that. It's crazy. Yeah. It's 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 huge prints. But digitally, I mean, before too long, they're going to do all that digitally in my iWatch. I'll record IMAX movies and I'll post them online. You know, so 
for me, with the GoPro cameras, or how small are those things? Oh, you I mean, mean on your you mean on your eye suit? Eye suit <laughs> <laughs> with your eye at fedora. Yeah. It, it'll be <laughs> my, eye like no, my eye nose piercing that will be eye, recording you, these IMAX movies. With it's it's, it's all stored in my eye contacts. <laughs> exactly. Well, and that, and I think that's the thing is that is that I I see your point about that you give X company. And say, give them the parameters to do stop motion feel. It's not that simple. It's it's really not that simple because you have different artists working with physical media. It's like a sculptor. It's like, well, I can pay a dude to make uh, a sculpture using ZBrush and on the computer, and then we can three D print it. Is that it'll have to get to the sophistication be- print level to where it's like. That looks like a, a bronze sculpture that I have I think made. there'll be a time, and it's not going to be soon, but there'll be a time where you, you can have a movie. When everybody's using their VR headsets. And right. <laughs> when you can have a movie and a filter, like on a camera, like in your picture today, your filter will be, show me this movie like this particular animator would have done it or this particular 3D motion stop guy would have done it. And you'll 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 select your. I'm going to start referring to myself on LinkedIn as motion stop guy. Motion stop guy. <laughs> and that's a, I think we've just coined a term that could be very <laughs> important. And then you'll you'll wait ten seconds, and they'll show you the same movie that you've always seen, like that other guy would have done it. Well, and uh, would I, you say I, that? I just think that the 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 irreducibility like of things. If if technology is showing us anything, is that everything is reducible and everything. Just like if we would have had this discussion in the fifties, and we would have said, like to some photog- famous photographer, like everybody is going to be able to do what you do with yeah. their phone in fifty years. They would have said, "There's no fucking way." You don't understand. I spent forty years learning how to do this and control yeah, light but, and do all this stuff. But see, there's I I, I think that's. I think you're oversimplifying it a little bit is that everybody has Instagram access to Instagram and all this filters and stuff. There are very few iPhone Ansel Adams out there. I, 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 I think you're wrong. I think there are no, none I, <laughs> of, I think the vast majority of them suck and they take pictures of their navel. Yes. What percentage? Are you talking I don't, like I'm not, I'm not going to, 85% of, of all percentages are made up on the spot. So I'm not going to make up, a, <laughs> but I'm saying that there, that it's gone it from, it's the democratization of this. It's gone from one Ansel Adams to hundreds of thousands of Ansel Adams. Well, no. And, and, because but, you don't have to take 20 years to learn how to do the thing, yeah, the shutter, and all that stuff. But uh, you're you're assuming that... Uh, I think that, everything that, is reducible. That, that accessible technology equals artistry, and I do not agree with that at all. Is that everybody can go out there and that's download... Not, that's not at all what I'm saying. No, it sounds like what you're no. saying. Is that everybody I'm not can saying go that Ron can go home tomorrow and make that movie. I'm saying that... There's more people that have access to be right. able to make their dream. Right. But is, it, the is, there, great, is quote, there a dream? But, uh, crap? But for a simple <laughs> twist of fate, somebody's looking at a grave or something and say something along the lines, but but a simple twist of fate, here lies another um, Dante or whatever. Or Ingve Malmsteam. And I hope that guy's dead. <laughs> Whoever the next Ingve, I hope he just got hit by a truck. His, 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 that may be the, head, the title of today's episode. His headstone, has, has, his headstone has a little button and you play it and all you hear is... <laughs> but I, I think that, 
our our mindset of how all this stuff is going to work is going to not even play in 20 years. Like if somebody came back in 20 years and listed it all, and even me, I've been resistant to all this stuff forever. Like digital projection, I've been the biggest like anti-advocate of this stuff and said it's going to suck. And now what do I do? I go to the movies and I watch digitally projected stuff and I go, that was awesome. Do you see how good that looked? But I just think that it's going to outpace all of this. I, what, I, what I'm not trying to say is that anybody will then be able to go back and make a fantastic movie based on the technology that they have because it still takes the artistry and the storytelling and all that stuff. But yeah, no, I don't okay. I, like. But I, what I, what I, the, the, it's I think the, it's more. It's, it's much the more, medium. It's more. That I think is less can become less important. The artist is still going to be there, and all that stuff is going to surround them. But how they do it. I feel like in the future is all going to be very uh, through whatever the computer allows them to do. And you'll have like one or so off. Like what's what's uh, Quentin Tarantino and Spielberg and all them just saved that, that wing of Kodak that still makes film. Oh, right. Because there's no fucking reason for anybody to use it anymore. Right. So there's four guys stepped in and said, hey, we'll give you a little money and keep this little part of the company alive. And we'll buy enough from you to guarantee... And I bet that shit's that just going straight in a vault somewhere. Nobody's profit, actually using it. Profitable, yeah. Yeah, we'll guarantee you we'll buy enough from you that'll make that profitable to keep these four guys alive that are making film. But that's going to go away. All the stuff. And that, for, for me, I get it. I understand why they're doing it. I just think it boils down to the end of the day. It's just nostalgia. Like, hey, let's keep what I'm familiar with alive rather than... And they are all, for the most part, embracing the new technologies. Yeah. But there's no reason, other than for sheer nostalgia, to keep LPs and weird 35-millimeter and 75-millimeter you know, film out there that's unshot. Well, it's like, it's like what I was talking about with... It's all transitional media. Is that we were born in a certain time frame, uh, 60s, 70s, um, and what we grew up is what we know. And then we use the tools that we came through the birth of the internet era. And we remember Mosaic. We remember Gopher. We remember uh, the devil's hand, hand call on the modem. <laughs> and it has I a knew certain, it was satanic. Uh, mm. Yeah, Satan's butt on the modem. <laughs> It's not a banana; it's a modem, and we to us that, that has a certain amount of nostalgia. Is that it's like I got my first copy of of uh, Doom shareware on a floppy disk from this five little point five or three point five, three, three and a quarter, three and a quarter. Yeah, yeah. At, at Hastings when yeah. I was in Denton, and. I still have that thing, and I pull it out, and it's that immediate rush. Is that it places me in the time? It's like yeah. you hear a song from the early '80s or something like that, and it, it places you in that time. Yeah. And I, you're you're right to a certain extent. I think that artists, if they forget the tools of the past, there it is, and. And when here play, comes the porn, yeah, and it's like, <laughs> come on, I'm, I'm dialing into a BBS to play the Dragon's Den or whatever that, right. that game yeah. was, and it's play it's all so, those dungeon crawlers, yeah, and then muds and stuff like yeah. that, and it's, I think kids today, I think I, I think we're fun. always, it's like fashion, mm. the fashion industry is that we're always revisiting past times, and that 
to say that oh we can take all this and it can all just be done on computers is that like with South Park it looks like it looks but it doesn't look that original short that they did Santa, uh, Jesus versus the Santa is that because the technology it, they had available at the time is that wasn't like they could go so, back and totally recreate it. it yeah, it, it's so the difference between at least for me is that I've seen the original short and the cut paper look. The paper is bent up a little bit, and you can see slight shadows underneath it. And yes, you could do that at the computer, but it's so time consuming to I don't, make it. I don't think it would be not today. Yes, like, dude. I work. That's pre. I know. I, I work in this industry. I know this stuff. There's I no. Mean, there's no way. The, 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 South Park had a different look when they switched it over, and they were yeah. like, "Hey, we can't paper cut all this fucking shit." Yeah, because no, they had to go to. with what the technology of the day was. It yeah. still it was reminiscent of paper cuts. Oh, definitely, definitely. But, but if I'm they talking went and about did that today. I guarantee you, if they did shot for shot, and you didn't know what was real paper cut and what was they did in a computer, that no one would be able to tell now, the difference. And you're assuming that they have the budget to make it look exactly like torn Infinite out paper. budget is what I'm assuming. Yeah, and if, <laughs> if you're saying that, well, of yeah. course, you're <laughs> correct. But that's why they moved to computer yeah, because the, right the, budget, the budget went like this, bam. And they have to produce things like on a weekly basis. And they cannot spend the time for the quality. And I'm talking about quality bar, about visual quality bar where... What? If, if you didn't tell me, it would. I would down think on South Park, but any any of these shows, I, I just I have a almost un. I, I almost can't believe that they couldn't do whatever they wanted to do on computers these days. If, if that they, was their goal, if they have the budget, yeah, and the more visual complexity to make it look like a cut paper media or a stop motion media, that is a lot of money. And, At least right and, now. And, right. And 10 years ago, it would have been 10 times the money. Yeah. And 10 years from now, it'll be one-tenth the money. Maybe. What was that? It was the modem firing up again. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was Mr. T. <laughs> Damn it, we got disconnected from yeah. dialing again. Um, yeah. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, th- I, think we're, I think we're talking it's about the same thing it's sort, it's, of, it's sort of the same thing it's it to me i realized you want to defend them as, like and i i do i'm right there with you i i was the biggest anti stop don't use digital cameras um in the recording process in movies because yeah. it's going to ruin it don't don't display them in digital formats and i've been proved wrong in every one of them well and and that's the thing interesting thing about when the first high def cameras started coming out is that they were of such high resolution that they talked to cinematographers. I was reading a cinematographer magazine a few years back is that they were recording with these high def cameras and they'd have to go in and take some of the detail out because it was freaking people out. How clear it was. Well, it was freaking people out is that uh, things like film, even it's high resolution is that you can't see every pour on actors faces and then people is like oh shit brad pitt has a lot of pits on his face mm-hmm. and well, that, even with seen... heavy makeup and then you could see the makeup it was so right. high resolution it's like it's well, too high yeah. he's a whore you know i'm sure they had to go in and they say they don't even use the highest highest settings well, that when was, they record stuff, because that w- it's it catches too much. Well, that was true when it first rolled out, but they have since dialed that up. And you got to be familiar with the the red digital cameras that everybody's using now for TV, right? So 
like I was just pulled them pulled a shot on red um, on red.com they have a shot on red um, which are these new like you can load up like live shots like all the filtration systems that you would go back and do like right. after the fact like in you know five years ago you'd have to go or even you know probably, yeah about probably five five years ago you go back and you would load up your digital video and then you would. Uh, run it through all the filters you want, take a look at what was going on, blah, 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 and you do all this post-production. But now they do it real time. Like, load up the filters, like the look, the tones, the qualities, the colors you want to bring forward, the colors you want to suppress, what areas of that shot you want in focus and out focus. And they do all that um, in camera yeah. as they're shooting on these these red cameras. Yeah. Red is the brand name. But um, House the- of Cards, Man in the High Castle... Um, Mad Dogs, Legit, Big Driver, Bosch. Um, all these are now be sh- being shot on these red cameras. Sleepy Hollow, Defiance, which is a and, cool show we're going to talk about at some point. And it's it, it's all it's post processing being done real real time. time yeah. And uh, which, if we would have said that ten years ago, you're going to do all this stuff real time in a camera. Everybody would have said horseshit. It's too difficult. You got to do it. You got to take it out, look at it, and filter and all this stuff. And now. The, the director just like the cinematographers. I feel like this is a tool for cinematographers more than it is for directors, but they can do all that real time, like on the set, and then they don't have to go do any post production. Yeah, and that, and that, for me, that's the 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 assumption. I, I think I see, I hear a lot from people who are not in the animation industry is that oh, I can push a button and get animation of UPA era or uh, Looney Tunes era. It's like no you can't yeah you cannot at all and it's uh animators are anime animators justified all these shows are using it yeah animators are not viewed as actors and they are actors yeah they're just behind the scenes actors but you cannot push a button and get animation right with what i'm saying though is i'm not even with the cinematographers i i it it makes their artistry easier right and with less you know consternation and and less and that you still have to have as a cinematography some cinematographer someone who understands what they're doing. You're right. You still right. have to have and is good at it. Understanding of light and yeah, and the and animator or whatever. That the artistry piece is never going to go away. Right. The it's got to be done this way is totally going to go away, and it's going to continue to go away in ways that we can't even fathom. Well, as it's, we go it's forward. new tools to enable the process because yeah. you still before you sit down with a camera you have to. You know, you have to have the script. You have to have the storyboard process. You have to have the lighting color keys uh, done to know, do you want this scene to be warm? Do you want it to be cool? You have to have the concepts. And the tools will make that process faster, yes. Yeah. Is that the artistry will yeah, always have to be shit will there. always be shit. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. You could, you could give somebody a $100 million budget and they will could give you a- right if it's a bad story bad script is still gonna yeah be still bad. going to be mm, shit yeah. man it's shit <laughs> <laughs> no that's uh and i think um you, you bloated sack of shit <laughs> you filthy worm <laughs> oh, here's something that looks cool on the that. love of Ren and the Stimpy. I think I just found a new show. I might have to go watch. Oh, what is it called? I'm not telling you. <laughs> <laughs> Until next episode. <laughs> and Brian, Brian just did a cliffhanger, and he hates cliffhangers. I hate individual episode cliffhangers. Oh, every week. Yeah, at, week after week. After week. It's so tiring. 24. 24 did it. 
Sons of Anarchy was pretty bad about it. I just think it's it's such a trite thing. Um, oh, the audience is never going to come back and watch next week if we don't have like. <gasps> did you see that thing that happened in the last fifteen yeah. seconds of? Well, no, they're they're going to come back as long as you're telling them a good story. <laughs> All right. Well, it's about that time. Uh, it's we, food thirty instead of drink thirty. Yeah, it's starting to get hungry. Time to shut this puppy down. You don't have to go home, but you can't, can't stay, stay here. here folks. <laughs> Look at all that good conversation you got sparred there, Ron. I know, I know. I thought it was a good question. It is a good question. All right, you're welcome. See you next week. Later. Bye, Bye guys. Man, when it gets dark in here, it gets dark. I know. It's like I was the like, sun reach a point on the horizon. It's like whoop. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking. Thanks for listening to that segment of the Binge Watch Podcast. You can find us online at www.bingewatchpodcast.com. On Twitter, at BingeWatchPC, and on YouTube and Facebook by searching for BingeWatch Podcast.